Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 288, recorded on July 9th, 2020. And on tonight's episode, we are going to be talking about multiple game announcements, Treehouse Live, and we have a Gary and a Zach on tonight's show. Cue the music, Jesse. Welcome to episode 288 on Nintendo Dads. My name is Justin Masson, and you are amongst a group of five middle-aged, white-bearded men who are going to talk about Nintendo stuff, and I realized we are not a diverse cast in any ways. But I am excited to have diversity across the board from multiple countries. First, one of the five people joining me, one of the coolest guys in the internet, Mr. Jesse Waldack. Jesse, how are you today, sir? General Paul Francais. Oh, well done, you. Well done. I did not know you spoke a bit of French. Now, if you knew what I actually said, I said I don't speak French. Yep. <laughs> well, that goes to put my French as a bilingual French-Canadian to shame. <laughs> Speaking of someone who also never puts me to shame, Mr. Timothy Alf. Tim, how are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful and excited about having our guests on today. Well, Gary's not a guest, but well. you know, it's I'm happy that he's back. Sure, I'm absolutely. Bum. The only thing I'm bummed about that Marty couldn't join us. That's all. Yeah, that is definitely disappointing. But man, who's never disappointing? Gary Gray. That's Gary, how are you today, sir? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Excellent. Good to see you across the pond. Oh, Zach already. He's up for one. <laughs> I missed. I missed the joke. Apparently, unless. Zach thought I was throwing to him. I was not. Oh, <laughs> I should have known that 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 a compliment was definitely not for me. Uh, uh, Gary, good to see you, sir. Welcome back. You've been missing for a while. We're happy I to am. have you here. Missing in action, like a good Mario party. I mean, uh, yeah, like a. <laughs> Jesse, like a good Mario. Is a... Jesse was the only one I ate with that one. <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair. Well, we're excited to have you as well. Great to have you back. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Zach Erickson is here. Moving on, let's go forward, shall we? <laughs> no, of course, I am kidding. Uh, Zach, great to see you. What are you having Thanks, for dinner man. tonight? I'm having some Edo. I, uh, I, before the call, here, look at this. Huh? Edo Japan, some uh, nice. Hawaiian chicken, teriyaki uh, chicken, you know. Nice. Is, uh, Doesn't sound uh, very Japanese. We'll that's, uh, that's because you're wrong. Because, <laughs> yeah. Hawaiians can eat pineapple too. You, this is uh, yeah. There's there's old cultural. We're bored. Cultural. We're already two minutes in. We're near some cultural war bordering, so that's comfortable. <laughs> uh, Zach, great to have you here. Obviously, Thanks, uh, you Good are watch. probably ill prepared. I know you haven't read the show notes, so we're gonna throw totally to you at random times and just get to hear your impressions. But yeah. I will say that uh, our patrons were excited that you joined us. They have some very targeted questions actually for you later today. Ooh. Um, awesome. So I think those are great things. Yeah, very excited to have you here. So Gary, Zach, excited. Cool. Uh, we got some content to talk about. We got some predictions to talk about. And if you're tuning into this, it's going to be a dumpster fire all through this episode. But we're excited that you're here for us. That's what they come. That's what they come to the show for. Those. Oh, it absolutely is. Absolutely yeah, is. And for those of you, go ahead, the, Zach, the more faces on the screen at once above four, the higher the probability goes exponentially. Yeah, and for some of you that are that are like OG listeners from way back when, I'm gonna just I'm gonna put a little like container around this, put a bow around it, and just say this episode, this episode's in beta. 
All right, let's move it on, folks. Let's move it on. Let's jump right into our news. And of course, our news is brought to us. I'm going to throw here to Gary. Gary, who's our news brought to us by? Why would it be our lovely patrons? It would be our lovely patrons. Of course, you can go over to NintendoDads.com backslash... No, that's not right. Patreon.com backslash NintendoDads. There you go. And and for as little a dollar a month, help and subscribe as well. Tim, do we have some new patrons? Do we need to give some shout-outs to? That is a good question. I threw to you like you were prepared. Come on, Tim. (laughs) I know we do have a couple of them. Tim's going to grab those names as well. Mr. Polite, I think, was the newest one this week. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, we do have we do have a couple of uh, new patrons. I know Tim will check if there's any other names there. But guys, thank you so much. If you go over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, dollar a month helps us to actually create this monster truck truck dumpster fire that you see upon us. We are so appreciative of that. If you are in our ten dollar tier Patreon patrons, watch for your email next week because we've got some digital art cards coming to you for our uh, for our. Uh, Paper Mario coming very soon. So we've got some digital art cards for that as well. Tim, who are our new patrons? Richard and Brian. Thank you, Richard and Brian. You are doing amazing work. But also thank you to the over 120 folks who support us on Patreon.com. Every single... 123. 123. Thank you so much for your support every single month. And the con continues on that one. Good job, boys. (laughs) Sure. Sure, I mean... You're the one who got us onto that con, buddy. That's great. <laughs> All right. So All right. when I was jump. hitting the news bumper, my thoughts are, trash. I, w- I wonder if Zach's thinking, they still use those same damn bumpers? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> They're pretty yeah. good bumpers. They're pretty good bumpers. We're going to jump through the news here. A couple things I want to just touch on, some light touches. Uh, we've got some, you know, actually, we'll go right into the big, big news, I guess. Yeah, let's go to the big news. Ladies and gentlemen, Today, Nintendo announced in a tweet that tomorrow they're going to be doing a Treehouse Live, July 20th. I believe it's kicking off at 11 p.m. Mountain Standard so 11, 11 Pacific. So 11 Pacific. And they'll no. be showing off gameplay for Paper Mario, the Origami King. So sure, hold look on, at that. Hold makes. on, hold it's, on. Before we okay. get in, I'm actually on this. Got to fix the time there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... It, I, I, See, I, I, I converted it in Eastern because that's the thing what most people understand. And then you're trying to throw in mountain and confusing everything. It's 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Eastern. Time zones suck, don't they, Gary? Oh, definitely. Really, really bad. Welcome to 4.30 <laughs> really in the morning. Welcome to 4.30 in the morning, Gary Gray. You're a gentleman and a scholar. So Treehouse is going to do a Treehouse live show off Paper Mario and the Origami King. Just a quick roundtable here. Who's excited for this game? Anyone? I am. I'm excited. Zach is apprehensive. Everybody else is trying to bring it down. It's fine. <laughs> so, like, so, so, how, how, let me ask you this. So, like, I saw that there was some footage. I haven't watched it yet. How, what percentage of this is like sticker star slash color splash? Is this like the same, the same family of like gameplay? But my understanding is there isn't going to be anything like, like your turns are not consumable. So okay. there'll be more like the older games, but not. But I heard that they've gotten rid of the XP system still, so it might be still beneficial to run from flights you can. But at least, mm. but at least you're not losing 
consumables just for fighting, which gives you a reason to not fight. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll know more, I think, as reviews start coming out. I think it sounded like part of the embargo lifted earlier today because there was a lot of previews. There was like 10 minute, there was a 10 minute clip. I can't remember who said, who released that, but it's either IGN or Game Explain or something like that. But it's fine. I don't know. Like, it, I don't know. We'll see. It, I'm not super excited about it. I do like the origami take to it, though. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Gary, how about you? Um, so, uh, I like the look of the game, but I'm not really so excited to pick it up, mainly because I just have so much to play that it would just sure. be another one put to the side. Yeah. Uh, in regards to the battle system, I know a lot of people are sort of complaining that there's no XP. Until it comes out, you need to wait because coins are still uh, collectible from the battle system. So maybe it's integral to that rather than like confusing with too many uh, XP systems as to fire. Maybe they tried to slimline it for a more family audience and just put coins instead. You need yeah. to really wait and see what happens. But all I'll say is that if... If it looks like a game that you're unhappy with not having experience, then just simply do not buy it. I mean, I haven't brought the last two Paper Marios because of the same reason. Um, because they're basically what, like a younger audience is sort of RPG. Um, so it's fine if you don't buy it. It, it really is. This, this is still the original two Paper Marios, mm-hmm. which are turn based, but there's been more now that hasn't been already without Origami King out. So that's yeah. something to always take to mind is that Pipe Mario might never ever go back to the way it was. We so, know there's some type of progression. We just don't know what that looks like yet. Because in screenshots, it, you know, some scenes say fifty point hit fifty hit points. Some scenes show hundred and thirty hit points. So they're yeah. They something's got to bring it up. But I, I wasn't sticker style the same though, where there was still some sort of Leveling system, but it wasn't tied to XP, if I remember right. Yeah, that's, that's been so long since I played that. I don't remember. Can we get an mm, actually on that one, please? Yeah, that'd be great. Come on, chat. Um, a couple of things on here. It's actually speaking of our chat. Uh, third strongest mole in our Twitch chat right now, saying four nines from Fumitsu currently is where they're sitting at some some early scores coming in as well. Um, and actually, a really good call out here from Mecha Dragon. It's kind of like. Uh, if you don't like that, I'm just going to go back to playing Bug Fables, which yes. everyone right now is saying like Bug Fables yeah. is the Paper Mario game that we all wanted, but never actually happened. So, uh, I, I, though even in that game, I got to a point where like the game is pulling me so many different ways. I don't know which way I need to go, and it kind of fell off of it. Yeah. Paper Mario, for, for me, like I didn't mind Color Splash, um, and I played the one that was on the DS. I can't remember which one that was. There was a, no, there was another one on the DS. Oh, Paper Jam. Yeah, uh, I think so. I'll have to double check. Paper Jam uh, was the that was a that was a was Mario, Mario Luigi, Luigi game, and Peter no, there was Man. another there was another one on because I actually played it and I liked it and, and you guys didn't. I remember that. Um, come on now, I'm gonna, was, I'm gonna, was that the Wii U one? That was no, it was on the 3ds. I almost have to go get my 3ds. That was, I, I think 3ds no, that was just Sticker had Star. the one Paper Mario. It was just yeah. Sticker Star. Sticker Star. Paper Jam? Is it was it Paper Jam? Paper Jam was a Mario and Luigi game on the 3DS. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe that's what I had. It was the cross game yeah. between. It was yeah, it was, a, it was a crossover Mario. between yeah, Paper yeah, Mario and Paper is. Mario. Thank you. Yeah, I like that one. That was all right. But but Paper Mario in general has not ever like really floated my boat. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like, eh. It never feels like there's 
a gripping reason. It like like when it comes out, I'm not like, oh my gosh, Paper Mario, that's amazing. I'm like, eh, it'll be okay. I'll enjoy it. I'll have a bit of fun. I like the craft aesthetic, especially from a kid's perspective. Like I think my kids will love the look of it. Right? Very much like they did love they love the look of Yoshi and stuff like that. But I don't know. I mean but, the thing is they always have good story and they always have good visuals. So regardless of gameplay, there's always something there still to enjoy, right? Even if you don't like the gameplay. But the gameplay does look interesting on the new one. Yeah. XP aside, like the rotation thing looks like it could be quite fun. Yeah. No, I think I'm yeah, I've I've got it pre-ordered, so I'll pick it up and have a go at it. So we'll have more coverage of that as well. But the very interesting part of this, this is kind of where the the interesting bits and bobs fall out of this. In the tweet, Nintendo also mount, announces that they will uh, will announce a new title in a franchise new to the developer of Way Forward. Now, this was interesting because the internet all of a sudden went abuzz, basically saying, oh, Way Forward's making a Nintendo game. Oh, my gosh, what's it going to be? I saw a lot of, like, the internet went abuzz very quickly. And then Nintendo did something uncharacteristic of Nintendo. They walked back their statement and actually put some context around it and said in a follow-up tweet, the franchise is not a Nintendo IP. So I thought this was very interesting. This is the first time I've actually ever seen Nintendo uh, mitigate and put some context around the internet and say, set your expectations so you don't come aflame at us later. Oh, uh, finally. I know. Yeah. I was, it was, it was oh shocking. Because I was like, that everyone's like, like, the amount of messages, I was like, oh, it's a Metroid game. Oh, it's this. Oh, my gosh. And, it, and then they're like, I heard, it's not I, a Nintendo I, IP. I heard Zelda, a Zelda game, maybe a Zelda 2 remake. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh shit, we've done this too many times. We gotta like rain it back." That's and it was it was within like job, probably Nintendo. thirty good minutes. Job. I was like, "Whoever's running the social there, who's probably got tired of getting yeah. like just lambasted by the internet, finally said, I'm doing this.'" That's so. that like like I like for real though. That is that was like one of the things that I feel like I've railed on Nintendo for a mm-hmm. ton is like, man, help people manage their expectations, right? Yeah. Because every single, like, so often people get disappointed. So, good job. Uh, so I, I could imagine if you were in charge of the socials, Zach. Nintendo, Nintendo Direct for E3 this year, but look, God, don't get excited. It's not a very good one. Look, guys, <laughs> like, come on. Like, like we're, we're looking at, like, a solid 6.5 on the excitement <laughs> level, right? Hashtag, no, seriously, we are trying. <laughs> Hashtag resting on our laurels. Yeah, exactly. So, guys, way forward, we're going to hear about this tomorrow. Probably by the time you've listened to this podcast, this has come out. Um, any kind of just quick read? Now, obviously, you know it's it's a it's a new a franchise new to the developer of Way Forward, so that's interesting. Which makes me think the franchise already exists, but Way Forward is getting a hold of it. Right. So we that's know it's, of, it's not a Shantae, it's not a, a Mighty Switch Force, etc. Yeah, it's not a Ducktales. Remake, re re remake, but it's also under the guise that Nintendo feels it's important enough to not just put a tweet out about it or announce it in something else, but rather to actually use their platform, the Treehouse, to showcase it. Should we be reading more into this, or were they like, "Eh, let's do something"? What if it's a what if it's a, a new Castlevania game? That's what my what thought was. Was in Castlevania, Castlevania Mega Man because they're like they're like side scrollers, right? Like that's what yeah. they do. They're really good at those side scrolls. That's a great idea. Nah, I mean, I want, I, that'd be interesting with the Castlevania so. thing. That'd be Mighty very number ten. Oh my! Get out of here, you. <laughs> uh, that would be really interesting with the Castlevania thing, especially with um, 
Bloodstained Ritual of the Night 2 or Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 actually coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and Ooh, that'd develop- be a kick in the- yeah, and yeah. that developer kind of being very much like, I'm not making a Castlevania game, wink, but I'm making a Castlevania game, wink, right? So that I I, I agree with you. Um, anything anything else we think of your folks? But those are great guesses. No, I just think it'll probably be a new IP altogether, to be honest, because uh, new two way forward. I mean, a new maybe it's just awkward wording. I think. Yeah, yeah um, it sounds like it's a pre-existing franchise that. So that's how I'm interpreting this that statement. It's you know it's a franchise that exists, but WayForward has never put their hands on it. New title is, in a franchise. Is, is there is there other franchises that are not Nintendo IPs, but Nintendo are vested enough in? So like I think of something like a and, and not necessarily the same for same, but like Bayonetta, right? Like is Bayonetta part of Nintendo's IP, or is Bayonetta owned by somebody else, but they just play nicely I, with Nintendo? Uh that one, that, that one's a gray area. I think Sega still owns a little bit of the copyright because they published the first game, even though Nintendo published the second and will the third. It's Way forward, game, though, bringing right? you the wonderful 102. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but I mean, there's a great example of it, right? That's a fr- that's a franchise that we see on Nintendo, and we do see Nintendo's backing of it. But as as a publisher, and WayForward does do their own development and publishing. So if Nintendo becomes a publisher, WayForward is the developer. Thus, they could actually have some freedom to do those things. But like, it does mention that it's not an IP, a Nintendo IP. I like Birdman's uh, prediction: uh, a Golden Sun game. Oh, or and what about Dragon. Advance Wars? Oh. Has, has there been a game as good as the like in the Golden Sun series that is as good as the original game? Though I honestly have never played any game in that franchise, so I can't tell you. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see, um, but I also find it interesting that Nintendo's using their platform to showcase it, and also Nintendo's deciding to do a Treehouse Live for Origami King. That's interesting. They didn't That's do that. Well, this is, is this like well, the equivalent of this is the equivalent of like an E3? Like, they yeah, I think yeah. E3. I think if we had an Correct. E3, we would have known about it at that time, and it would have been a treehouse. It would have had an hour on the floor. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm excited about is that they're they're doing a treehouse. They're I mean, tree- bringing the treehouse out. Treehouse for them is just the easiest content they can create while we're all social distancing still, right? Because it's essentially just a let's play. It's nice, just, that, that, it's just nice ringtone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think we made this argument originally when we when we heard about um, E3 being canceled that Nintendo could essentially do like a Nintendo Direct style and then throw to the treehouse and they're in Redmond, they're in Seattle, right? And they're, and they're doing it there. But I guess maybe you know, I guess Nintendo's doors reopen or are they all still working from home? I mean, it, it's possible because did you see the Xbox thing with the indie games and uh, yeah. Damon Baker was hosting it, who obviously used to be the Nintendo Indies guy. Yeah, and that was just from his living room. So yeah. you know, it's it's yeah. one of those things. It's, it's a tough time. Company's got to make up for it somehow. Uh, we're probably going to get somebody in their living room playing Paper Mario. Yeah, yeah I imagine Redmond might be some people in the office, but not at full capacity. Mm. Sure. Yeah. All know, right, my, folks. My my office is still closed basically, but they're they're starting a plan to bring in like the first 150 people. Yeah. 
Nice. I like it. So we will, we will know soon enough. And next week we'll debrief it and break it down as well. I don't guys, are we doing a live stream reaction to that tomorrow? Anyone have the free time to do that? I might. It's uh, I, I have a half day, so I might be able to get something set up by noon. Do it up, Jesse. Time. I'm ex- I'm excited for that. You know what I'm saying? Jesse's just locked that in, folks. Tune in live tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Jesse's going to talk about it. It's so noon again, Central's time for him, so screw off, Jesse. So again, Tell me about well, time zones. Most people will hear this after the fact, so... We have a lot of subs who like listening at 7 a.m. All right, folks, let's talk about other Nintendo news coming out. Hey, are you a Nintendo online subscriber? Well, congratulations. You're probably getting ripped off. But I digress because you may also be getting some updates. Nintendo and Super Nintendo updates are coming to the online apps. For Super Nintendo, you're getting Donkey Kong Country. Let's just sit and just bask in how awesome that is. I I feel like like every once in a while when, when games like that get announced for that, I'm like, Wait, that wasn't on there already? That's kind of uh, ridiculous. I, I was expecting that to end up <laughs> dropping a collection for 50 bucks, 40 bucks, which is why it mm. wasn't there before. I guess yeah, I'm wrong. It, do, it does feel weird that it, you would have thought it was there. Would have thought it was there, for sure. I actually broke out my uh, my Super Nintendo Classic, nice. uh, like, last week. And it's got... And, and I... Uh, I don't know if actually, you know what? I don't know if that all three of them were originally on the Super Nintendo Classic. I think Anyways, the they're first. all online for anyway. But uh, for, for things we what don't. You're saying is that you have a device that may or may not have extra games on it, Zach? Is that what you're saying to me? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, maybe or maybe not a Super Nintendo Classic that has I, been. I I think isn't that isn't that the Reggie Fairy Reggie Reggie Fizume Fairy showing so. up and just giving you Something. more games? Something like that. I think so. Yeah, that's that's uh, that that checks out. That's but yeah, right, so yeah. but those games I, I replayed. I, I started playing Donkey Kong Country actually just last week, and I hate that very first mine level. I don't know what it is about that very first minecart level. It's infuriating. It's so good. It's well, so good. they're all infuriating. Not just the first one. Them. Yeah, I love all of them. They're great. Uh, speaking of also coming to the SNES is Natsum. Is that who is it? Natsum Champion. Natsume Championship Wrestling. Does anyone ever has anyone ever played this game before? NCW. Never heard, never heard of this game. Is that NCW? Is that what? Is that no. is this NCW. like a? I know, but is it is it like a backyard <laughs> wrestling game, or is it, are these like generic like ripoff characters? Know, yeah. Like there's think, Buff Man Charlie. I think, Tim, I think Tim's just pulling your leg. <laughs> I think so. All right, and then of course the Nintendo gets some love, and they get a game called The Immortal. Which I've done again. That's another one I never heard of. I was thinking it was like one of those first-person type of games, but I saw what it was. I'm like, no, this is like Diablo before it was Diablo was a thing. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Or like, do does any, like other than doing the update? Do you guys go back and play any of these games? No, nope. no, not really. I played. I your kids do? Yeah? Okay. They'll, they'll check it out, and if it grabs their interest, they'll keep playing. If not, they'll just like, oh, okay, move on. There was a puzzle game in the last update that was only released in Japan. Remember what that game was called? Pile de Pond? Yeah, Pal de Pond or Pal de Pond or whatever. That's the one that Jesse and I did a video on. Yeah, Jody and I love that game. We play that a ton. That's a lot of fun. I like that game. But like, other than that, I'm not jumping into these very often. And I know that people get upset because they're like, oh, my game's not on there. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You play it once. Trust me. Yeah. You play it once. 
It's kind of funny, isn't it? Because people wanted a virtual console so badly, and now Nintendo's basically giving you a lot of games for a lot cheaper, and people are like, yeah, I don't play them. But would you have played the virtual console? But now you can. $5 a game? Hmm. At least I had No, I would have paid $5, and I still would have played it one time and then not played yeah, it again. Yeah, that's what I that's used what to That's what I did do, every so. single time. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. How many times do I have to own Super Mario 2? Right. They, they, they kind of do that with arcade archives. Uh, the uh, the hamster games were eight bucks to get a an arcade port, and I think the only one that I've put in more than an hour is Donkey Kong. And of course, I don't need that anymore because I've got my device over here. I love the fact that you said that and pointed to the uh, avatar of Justin <laughs> in your background there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, you can't was, see what I'm pointing need, at need, because I'm of my background, but I have a device <laughs> over here. It's pretty good though. I've played it. I've played it. Um, interestingly enough, Mecha Dragon actually says, by the way, Japan is getting Shim uh Shima Shin Megami Shin Tensei. Tensei Tensei game. Wow. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Okay. I knew All Japan right. was getting something we weren't. I didn't know there was a, uh, an SMT game. Yeah, cool. Uh that update comes out July fifteenth. The chat's Speaking asking other- just before we move on, the chat's asking what yeah. device. You know, I have a Stand up arcade. You can, uh, you can. I have a video series on our YouTube channel. It's like ten parts. You can watch us put it together in about yeah. six hours. It's good content, and it's also a good system, by the way. Great. I got to play when I was hanging out with Jetsy. It was awesome. Um, yeah, that's good fun. Um, you guys buy any games from Limited Run? By the way, have you ever bought any games from Limited Run? Nope, I haven't no. since I'm mo- mostly digital. <laughs> Our the friend Zablock does. Zablock does, yeah. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah. Dads After Dark? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, apparently Limited Runs made an announcement show where they decide to tell us all the games that they're taking their traditionally digital games and making physical copies of them. And again, so, this would have been during E3 week, but it's yeah. now not. Now, so they have. So I'm going to run through these kind of quick list here, uh, and then maybe Jesse, you can call it the ones you want to speak of. Uh, Shantae, Shantae's Risky Revenge, A Boy and His Blob, The Mummy okay. Demastered. Let's go back to Shantae a minute. This one's a weird, weird case. You know, both Shantae games are going to come to the Switch, uh, but the original Game Boy Color Shantae is getting a Game Boy Color re-release. Kind of cool. Hey, Harry well. Potter, what's going on there, buddy? You okay? You okay, Gary? Yeah, it's on my glasses. Cool. <laughs> cool. So I, I was actually thinking about maybe, maybe picking one of those up, a Game Boy Color. All right, cool. Uh, the Mummy Demastered Extreme Sports, a River City Girls sequel was hinted at. Uh, Castlevania Anniversary Collection. So, Zach, there's your call out for um, Castlevania. Bloodstained Circle of the Moon 2, Mighty Gunvolt Burst, Montage. Uh, or oh, this is the montage. Uh, I understand. <laughs> I was like, that is the worst titled game ever. Montage. Way to pre-read the notes. Listen, champ. All right, come on now. <laughs> uh, Guru, Mark of Wolves, uh, Cooney, Wise Origin, yes, Observer, please. My Friend Pedro, Gris, Karan, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. That's called a liquor store. <laughs> the Friends of Re- uh, Ringo. Mega Dimension. He, he didn't even no. try that word. That's funny. No, I'm not. Like, some of these are just like, you're making up these things. You're just putting together a name generator. Ishikawa. The Friends yeah. of Ringo Ishikawa. Gradia HD Collection, Katana Zero, To the Moon. More montages that I'm not going to talk about. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. Maybe I am. 
So Jay and Silent Bob. Outer these four Wilds. games are available to order now, as opposed to everything uh, else. Is uh, Outer Wilds, they haven't announced for the Switch yet. That sucks. Uh, Return of the Oberdin, Papers, Please, Tower Fall, Super Meat Boy Forever. Super Meat Boy Forever, they're announcing is coming to a cartridge, but the game hasn't come out yet, and it's been in development for like over five years. Give me a no, break. No, right? not every one of these games are coming to Switch. Most are. I think there's like four or five that aren't. And yeah. one of them is going to be a... A VR game on PlayStation. We haven't gotten to that one yet. I'll get there in a second. Super Meat Boy, Samurai, Samurai Jack, Battle Through Time, Trover Saves the Universe, Space Channel Five VR. That's the VR game. Pickled, yeah, that they should be. Pickle, ju- <laughs> uh, Pixel Junk, Eden Two, Bug Fables, Demon Turf, Star Wars Episode One, Monkey Island. That any one's coming those, on PC. Any of those interest anyone? Of the games do, but physically to pay like what? Five, six times the price on yeah. eShop. Not for me. Like I'm a cheapskate, so Yeah, I appreciate your honesty there, Gary. Tim, yeah. any of these catch you? I'm about the same as like all these games. there's a lot of games that catch but I just would buy it digitally because I'm I think I'm to the point where unless it's my absolute favorite that I know I want uh the collector's edition for I'm not going to be getting collector's editions just for everything, you know, because there's a, there's some pretty sweet ones like the star Wars episode one racer. They got a nice collector's edition in there and some of the others do too. And they come with little cool knickknacks and other things and stuff. So it, I would say maybe five years ago, if you would ask me that question or even at the beginning of the switch, I probably would have bought them, but now I'm at a point it's like, just you run out of space digitally. though, man. Yeah, at some point it's like you know what I don't have room for this crap anymore. Exactly, that's what, happened, that's what happened with me. Justin's been to my house; it's tiny, and like it, the amount of like physical cartridges, uh, physical games, cartridges, discs. I've been lugging around from house to house. It, like it, it gets overwhelming, and you need a declutter. And sadly, the CDs go, and then next thing, the DVDs go, and then being as we're slowly trading towards digital sort of future anyway. Um, Digital's getting cheaper and cheaper, and so you're paying more and more to have less room in your house uh, if you live in England in a little box. Um, So I actually had a declutter, so I'm not buying collector's editions anymore of anything, regardless of what it is. Even if I want it really badly, it's just not happening anymore. And I would rather go all digital. Um, But I still buy physical when it's cheaper than digitally, which is a lot of Nintendo first-party games. But for these games, sometimes you can get them for 99 Sense 99p on the eShop, and then you'd be paying what 40 for a physical edition just because it comes in a box and has a couple of stickers. I understand it's there for the collectors, and like if that's your jam, then you do that, you do you. But for me, it's it's I, I wouldn't buy them just because it's the price. It's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty small market. Well, and the, the thing is, too, is that like I don't know, I look at it, it's like why so Star Wars Episode One Racer, for example, that's. I, I downloaded that the day it came out because I played it all the time. Um, yeah, same kid. But, uh, but like, it's not available till October. It looks like in for like their for like their limited. And, and, the, and these dates are when the pre-order starts, which means it'll ship three right. or six months later. Yeah. So like looking on their website, this one that comes with like the blue N64 cartridge looking thing comes out October yeah. 18th, which like. Yeah, it's definitely really for the collectors. 
yeah, it's for the collectors. It's not even for people who like the game because if you right. like the game, you'll have to you're wait. You're going to buy both probably. You're probably going to buy digital that's... so you can play it and then you're going to buy the box. I imagine most of the people stuff. who buy these keep it sealed. Yeah. yeah. I imagine so, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, Zach made a great point. It's, a very, it's for a very specific market. Absolutely. Yeah, there's only... Although John has said uh, he, on a couple games, he waits to play them until he gets the limited edition version. So... Really? I mean, some people might actually wait to do it. So that's interesting. But, and I will point out this: that I think Best Buy here in the United States has a deal with limited edition, where they'll get some of these in their stores. Mm. Um, so if if I happen to see something I like, I might pick it up then if I haven't played it yet. But most more than likely, I'll just buy it digitally. Yeah, Zach, are, Zach, are you primarily going digital now? Oh, I haven't bought a physical. The the last physical game I bought was Ring Fit Adventure because you sure. had to. Yeah. Other than that, I haven't bought a physical game in I don't even know. Like before that, honestly, I, I don't I only own probably like four oh, before that was Labo. So yeah, I'm like fully digital. Yeah, I I have you know, including Labo, I have four games on cart. You know, Zelda I got a box. Yeah, uh, I do have Zelda on cart. Uh I got I got one of the premium boxes. Ring Fit because you had another choice. Uh, you know, Labo, which I still haven't even opened, so it's still I got the VR set, and then I got uh, the Fire Emblem game, which I bought for my son, and then gave lent to another friend. So I that's still a game I haven't even played yet. As Justin showing us his collection of carts. Yeah, so I I have a collection of carts. Um... Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. See, there you go. You've got a collection of cards there too, Gary. Yeah, these are, I, I these have a card cool. case that's completely empty. <laughs> so, for, for people not watching video, there's quite a few cards in this, but these literally are games that are cheaper to buy physically than than digitally. I I picked up some of these because I know. Here's the way that I look at it. I know that when I'm done with it, I'm going to put it back in its case and I'm done with it. And and the other part of it is I know that some of these, like if my kids get a secondary switch or get another console, they can use them. Yeah, that's that the right other there part is why I get for the kiddos. I'll get a physical version is if I'm gonna play it and also my kids like, or my wife. If I'm if I'm looking at these physical ones right now that I know that my kids would want to play, Pokemon, uh, let's go Pikachu, one two switch, uh, Captain Toad, Kirby, Super Mario Party, uh, Pokemon Shield, uh, Mario Kart. Right. So a bunch of those ones and other ones for a while is I was not getting a bigger SD card. So like I wanted Outer Worlds, but I also didn't want to pay or sorry, Outer, yeah, Outer Worlds, but I also didn't want to like eat up 32 gigs of, of space in some of these ones as well. So uh, I do a little bit of a mixed bag still uh, of cartridge, but like, but it's only this Same bag. Here. So, right. so uh, to the moon, uh, I bought that on Steam years ago because it looked interesting. But the game bugged out on me, so I wasn't even actually, I wasn't actually able to play it, and I didn't even I completely missed that it was out on Switch. So that I might go yeah. back and buy that one, you yeah. know. And then Towerfall, they even made a point to mention that it was a, uh, a an Ouya exclusive when it launched. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. The other interesting thing about about the limited run, and obviously, and that's the thing, right? With a title like when your company's literally called Limited Run. You're creating kind of um, a shortage, right? So you do know yeah, that your like, business you model is game, scarcity. It is a scarcity. So, like, do you, how much do you want this game? Do you know what I mean? 
So it kind of forces that that frenzy. And like the amount of times I've seen people on on Twitter, they're like, you know, hey, here's my third, third, you know, three thousand four hundredth game for the Switch. And they put it in their library, right? There's such there's such a collection for that. Um, I'm always wondering from a business perspective, though, the overhead to be able to do this, right? Because you have to have a cartridge, right? You have, there's a cost associated with that. There's a cost with the case. There's a cost with the marketing material. There's like all of those things, shipping. Like all of those things add, and I wonder where the bottom line comes from for a developer, from a publisher and developer. I think it's someone like um, Atui, right? So great example, uh, Zeo Drifter. Jules put on his on his Twitter page recently that he got like a bunch of the cases for for Zeo Drifter, which is awesome, right? They're selling it, but like literally last week that game was on sale in the eShop for ninety nine cents. Or you can buy the physical version for I think it was like probably twenty five dollars Canadian. Well worth ninety nine cents. Like, really, it's a really good game. But yeah, I, I, I have it on. I have it on the uh, three, the three DS. I picked up again on for ninety nine cents because on my Switch. Because sure, look, it's there, right? And it's a great game, and Jules gets some money from it, and I enjoy it, right? But like, and I had credit on my shop, but uh, I don't know. It's an interesting market for sure. The only yeah. thing that scares me about this this whole thing, and I experienced it, like I think I mentioned before with the Vita, is not truly owning it when you have the digital copy uh so that um you know when when that game disappears or it comes off you don't have it on the cartridge anymore if it's off the store and you didn't download it you can't go back and download it if they pull it away or if they decide to take it off the market where do you stand with stuff like this then where do i I have that one you you have Bioshock, you buy it, and none of the game is on the ca- in the on the cartridge, right? right. Yep, I got so, this for my birthday. Is that, so. How so does that work with like, with is, like the Wii Channel, like like so? If for example, like WiiWare, can you go back and download WiiWare games that you no, not anymore, not anymore. Even if you even if you paid for them, yeah. Actually, it's the same I, with I think, this one too. I think that you can still download games you own you just can't buy any new more games no they stopped the download too i'm yeah. sure they did um but gary this is one like that too where it was the first game is on the cartridge but you have to download all the other games in the collection he's showing the trine collection, trine collection. I, I, I would actually <laughs> argue uh, the case with physical nowadays saying like and the digital argument of well you don't truly own the game because if you lost all the data from your physical, then you still don't really own the game because all the updates are missing. They'll be gone forever anyway. Yeah, that's, so it that's really doesn't make a difference. Right? Just enjoy Very the true. game at the time and then somebody will always hack it and put it out there as an illegal ROM, which some people may or may not <laughs> download and may or may not change their NES as Super NES classics. No names mentioned here. Well, I think that's the other positive side. If I understand correctly in the limited run, side of things is why they take so long is to make sure they have the full game on the cartridge after all the updates and all that kind of stuff other than also having to manufacture it too but i think if i remember correctly they make sure the whole game is on there with with updates i I do get i do get a bit frustrated with this like cartridge of you know and gary great example of the bioshock right here's here's your cartridge put it in by the way none of the games are on this cartridge Right, they are all piecemeal pieces that you have to you have to download. Um, Borderlands. So, so there is a cart, but the but the cart just has stubs. Is that yeah. is that right, Gary? Yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah, even think cart, I had a. The, the cart doesn't really do anything. It's just a key to the game. Yeah. See, I, I thought it was just like 
Yeah, so I, I thought it was like no card at all. You just had a box with a download code in it. So oh, at no, least a so so sorry, so the, the so it's on the a, card is basically like a shell of the software that you. Yeah, so patch, so it's a stub that lets you download the yeah. game, and then you have to you have you have to have the card in to play it. Then can can I ask you guys a question? I know this has been lengthy and it snowballed out of control a little bit, but um, we're seeing this from a Nintendo point of view, right? You you pick up any other console, and you don't get the game on the disc. You get the key again, and then the rest of the well, game yeah, you have you, to download. Got, every single game has a day one patch. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. it, do you guys believe it's different for Nintendo fans? Do you believe that this argument just doesn't happen for PlayStation and Xbox, where people honestly don't really care as much? Or I, I believe it goes back to a little bit of, of and so my theory on this, Gary, and, and, and we can definitely counter this. Is I, in my mind, it goes back. It, it's like branded into my brain of like 1987. Yeah. When you went and got Super Mario 3 and you put it in and it was what it was. Right? And when I got my Super Nintendo and I put in Donkey Kong Country, it was what it was. Same with GoldenEye, right? All the way up until Nintendo actually allowed for internet connection and updates. And really so for them, and, and maybe someone in the chat can tell me, like, when was the first time Nintendo did an over-the-air update patch to a game? That that, that be that became that. Okay, what was it, Gary? Skyward Sword on the Wii. Skyward Sword on the Wii. You have to download a separate icon on the Wii. Well, uh, that didn't that actually right. patch the game. Here. No, it did. What that, it patched what the that game. did, it, it, did it? Correct. It patched yeah, the save it, file, it, I think. It, it, it cracks yeah. your save file to patch. Well, the, yeah, yeah. It 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 you it it reads your save file and and tweaks it so it doesn't soft locked anymore, but it doesn't actually change the games. So you can still soft locked it again if you do the. Wrong series still of kind of an update though, right? Because yeah. it's the same sort yeah. of thing. Some updates in games still do the same thing where they correct your file. So yeah. this is, I mean, so so think about that. That was the first time that Nintendo kind of said that was okay. Well, I was going to say Satellaview was probably, but that's kind oh, of not patching yeah, yeah. either. That's just that's literally live data, game data being streamed to the system. But the other, but the other consoles, right? I think Xbox and PlayStation. That has just become a normality. Mm-hmm. Right, and, well, and and I'm okay. Like fifteen years ago, it became a normality. Expected. Yeah, but it's expected. Here, like if you're not willing to patch your game now, that's a problem. But but here's here's the, but here's the other thing I want to talk about from uh, um from this perspective. If I get a, if I get Breath of the Wild, which I get, it's awesome playing it, and there is some tweak or some patch that has to be done. Nintendo can do that, right? Which is awesome. I love that. But it's usually a very small patch. It's oh sure, look at we just need to fix that little thing, right? It's not. It's not, hey, by the way, 50% of our game is done and it's on the disc, and the other 50% is coming over the air. That's something incredibly different than just patchwork. That is well, a full install and update. Yeah, well, that I, is, seen... my game went gold to meet a deadline, and by the way, I just worked the next eight weeks to actually meet my deadline and push it out, yeah. right? Those yeah, are, I've those seen are that with like PS3 time. games. Like you, you, you buy the game either on disc or digi- you know, buy it digitally. Say it's a six-gig download. But then there's a four gig download patch, so you're still downloading more than half the game. And I mean, I'd... technically, Breath of the Wild what takes up about four gig with the DLC, which yep. is another thing as well, DLC. But but I do believe, but that's different. That's optional. Do you mean uh, my my thought there is you have bought the game? So what I bought was an enclosed event, right? Like this, I knew what I bought when I bought this cartridge. If I decide to buy DLC, then I agree to the terms and conditions of modifying that data to expand it based on that. But what I'm saying is that I get a – Bioshock's a great example, right? 
here's your cartridge. There are eight gigs on here. By the way, you need to send in the other 32 gigs over the air. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, I think I think this is down to development. I don't think it's a case of just just finishing the game. Lakes Bioshock was done, right? It was finished. Well, it was it in was the an case old of Bioshock's game, case, think, it wasn't. It, it was we wanted to buy the cheaper cart instead of the more expensive one at the, de- yeah. at the on the developer. Well, and, and and they still they don't want to give up they don't want to give up shelf space because that's exposure for the game and people are going to buy it from the store, right? Yeah. Exactly. And, and then it comes down to like skill as well, right? Nintendo are really good at optimization. A lot of other mm-hmm. companies aren't because they haven't needed to be as well. You got to remember that, right? Nintendo have had to fit games on small, small memory, whatever it was, disc cartridge for years because of they they didn't want to shelf for hardware costs, right? So other companies haven't had to deal with that. They go right. I want to go on a PlayStation. I'll use fifteen discs. It's fine. So it's it's a different it's a different story really for for that sort of thing, and you got to think Breath of the Wild did have some meaty deals, uh, meaty patchwork as well. He had quite a few updates. They weren't big, but it did have a fair few. There, 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 there was, but it also, but it also wasn't this though, Gary. I think here's the other thing I want to I want to just kind of pivot on this is when you got when you got Breath of the Wild, maybe there was a patch, right? Maybe maybe on day one there might have been a yeah. slight patch because time the time they published it. But it's small. It's a quick update. It's not atrocious. It's not, I now need 60 gigs to do an update for a day one patch. And Zach mentioned a couple moments ago, the amount of times that Xbox fans or PlayStation fans are okay with, oh, I just I just got, you know, uh, I just got uh, Last of Us 2. I put it in. Awesome. Oh, it requires a 40 gig patch and it's going to take three hours. Cool. I'm going to go to bed now. Like, that's... That's it's almost a, like you kind of you you almost want it like the day before the game comes out. If you didn't check ahead of time, well, that's on you, right? Like that's that's basically yeah. where it's at at this point. And, 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 and that would require a pre-purchase. A yeah, which oh, totally. so that would be a, a digital pre-purchase, which a lot of people don't want because they still want the discs or just against pre-purchases altogether. Mm-hmm. So I think it all comes back to what we were talking about earlier as well with the older games or the retro games where. Do you truly go back to play those games? So when you got these newer games and you hold on to them, are you going to go back to them? So I, I, I think we're just at a time as well where, look, if, if anything happens to your console that had all the patches and stuff on the games, you're screwed either way. So right. buy, buy digital, buy physical, enjoy the games for now. Uh, at yeah. some point, if you want to go back to them, you're going to either have to find some shady way of getting all the data back <laughs> or never play it the same again. Here's what oh, I did. Oh, don't worry though. They're they're totally. I, got, happy. I, got, they're I totally think I need to sell it to you again. I completely That's deserve exactly this it. for that comment. I got the yeah. I got Chrono Trigger, Chrono, Chrono Trigger for the DS because Ooh. it was one of my favorites, right? So everything's on there. There's not going to be an update to this, right? So yep. I did rebuy it, but I haven't played it. I haven't touched it, but I, it was one that I did want to go back and revisit. So I have it there. So probably you know how long, ones. how many times I've gone back and played old Dragon Quest games? Yeah, so here's the here's times, I'm sure. Here's the other here's the other argument I want to make, and just so that just to stop the emails that are going to come in because I can already hear the other side of this coin right now. I do agree and do believe that patches are necessary components to games. Bugs break, things happen, updates need to be done. It, you know, the developer could have done a better job on something. You know, I think a great example, Outer Worlds, 
um, on the switch, right? The publisher has clearly stated we're going to do some patches. We're going to try and optimize, make some changes. I believe those things are good. I believe it's developer going back and making updates, making games better, tooling underneath the hood. What I don't think is great is when a developer says, here's your day one patch, and it's like the other half of the game. That's that to me. Yes. Those are two. Those are, those to me are two different things. That is, yes. that is a hey. We're one is I'm fostering and caring and making sure that you get a really good experience. The other one is we had to meet a deadline and so we did this thing. Yes, and I believe those are two different stories. Yes. In short, back in my day, uh, <laughs> that's about it. Right? No? Anyway. I like it. I mean, I like this it. is why backwards compatibility is so important, right? That's why the other consoles are doing it for their new ones. Um, and hopefully Nintendo could still make a next device compatible with Switch games. Nice. I like it. Speaking of patches, segue, Animal Crossing 1.3.1 update is now live. Not 100% sure exactly what it is introducing. Maybe if anyone can find those notes, that would be great. But in the 1.3.0 uh, patch, it introduced a bug that prevents some Zen bridges from being crossed. And diving off the airport dock allows people visiting islands to bypass fences and other obstacles that were set up to protect components of the island. So a couple patches there. Zach, are you playing Animal Crossing? Oh, of course. Of course you are. Yeah. How are you doing on it? It's pretty good. I My kids still check in every day. I play it probably a couple times a week. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, I I logged in and got like a like a sweet swimsuit. What is it, what is it, like the the one like the, the tank top body with like the blue and white stripes, like the navy. Yeah, yeah. The navy boy. I don't know. Anyways, so uh, doing that are uh, yeah, it's fun. I love that game. Good. Okay. It's super it's good. A wetsuit and the um, goggles, right? I liked I like the snorkel. Yeah, the goggles yeah. And snorkel. Yeah. Yes. I liked I liked the patch of the swimming. Now that's kind of fun. Yeah, that was a piece that was missing for the, from the game, right? Because that was absolutely a new leaf. And I was like, when it wasn't there, I was like, wait, where is this? This is ridiculous that it's not here yet. So it was a good addition. Nice. Um, I'm trying to think what's missing still from, like, there were there were a lot of things that were missing. A lot. From, oh, yeah. the cafe is still missing. Yeah. So we're waiting on Brewster still. Uh, that's the, That seems like the big one, though, right? Dream Suites was missing still. Dream Suites missing, yeah. Gyroids. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Gyroids, you know what though? Like think of like the cafe, like you're like that is perfect for like the fall. Like you mm -hmm. go to Brewster and get like a pumpkin spice latte. You know what I'm talking about? Like that's what that's going to be. I'm I'm looking forward to that. So Except for if, if you're in the southern hemisphere, then it'll be spring. That's okay, but that's not who this game is for. <laughs> you get a nice coffee. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, it'll be, yeah, it's, it's really good. We've, um, this is maybe this is a little off topic. Does anybody, I, I feel like there, does everybody's Island have like the village idiot, you know, like the one, the one, uh, his name is Laffer on like, my Island. The one that's just like, oh, he's weird. Like, I had a couple like, of those. I have right, where three, you're like, three of my villagers are muscle heads and I'm like, oh, I hate these guys. Oh, I love yeah. those guys. They're awesome. <laughs> I've got a couple of them. I've got uh, I've got the what's his name, Ribot, the robot frog. Robot frog. Uh, and we've got Biff, who's like a hippo. Yeah, both of those guys are on there. So. Yeah, I got a couple. But yeah. Of them. Yep. Yeah. Mine's the, every... the big green ape, and then uh, Big Top, the elephant. 
Oh, Big Top's cool. He's like one of the superhero guys. Yeah, but he says he sends me random things that just like, did you enjoy? Like today, he sent a letter saying, "Did you enjoy dinner? I'll be over today if you got leftovers." Nice. <laughs> like some I will say, things. I will say, if has anybody else here had a birthday since this game came out and gone in yep. game? Yeah, it is. They go so far above and beyond in that that I was like, yeah, was it was like, a, like its own holiday type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and it was like, yeah. So you, and then you, if you like, don't share your you. if you don't share your cake with every resident, that resident will be pissed the next day. Oh really? I have Wait, what? ten it's, cupcakes it's, in it's my birth, right It's now. my birthday. It's my birthday soon. What what happens? Well, You'll just, find out. You'll find out. <laughs> not telling. Great. Yeah. Well, see, I started it, it, playing. I started playing in like the second week in May, and my birthday was the last week in May, so it was really quick for me. And I only had it's, three residents at that point. It's very. It's very. You know how like Animal Crossing does like the the good like heartwarming moments. Uh, it was like that where it was just. Like and I, I feel like they actually take, they specifically choose the the villagers in your town that you're the like best friends with, the ones yeah. that like you have the strong like they pick the people that you like the most that you interact with the most and you're like, oh, Rabat threw me a birthday party. You're yeah. the best. Like and is a relative like term. It is interaction based. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got they throw up some dancing poles in your living room, and then everybody shows up. And- <laughs> that, that got Justin's opinion, uh, uh, Justin's attention. Justin was like, "Try to look disgusted at that," but also, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> but also, that's exactly what I want. <laughs> very awesome. cool. All right, all right, very cool. Um, so that is kind of the big, I, I would, I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. It's the, you know what, Jesse, Jesse, why don't you talk about the other thing that I didn't say in the notes here? About, oh, because it's Hold Pokemon. Did it do this is Jesse's Pokemon Corner moment, Jesse. <laughs> I'm not saving that. Um, so Niantic announces the Pokemon Go has surpassed 3.6 billion dollars in global lifetime revenue. The game has been out for four years. Anyone other than wow. Jesse still Pokemon Go in it? Yes, because I, being as I've started running... Uh, in, the, the in other words, if you're not, you're Pokemon Hey, Because I started running, the Pokestops are really far away from my house. Uh, now I actually pass them. Um, so I've been taking the, the ball out with me, the uh, whatever it's called, the Go Ball thing. Uh, and just strapping it to a belt, and then as it goes past, it collects the the stuff from the Pokestops, so it can actually play the game on on uh, walks to work and stuff. Um, so that Pokeball was such a good good thing to have, right? Um, but I did drop off for a long time until I started running again. Nice, Zach. How about you? I played it. Yeah, I, I check in with it every once in a while. It's it's not too bad. It's uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's like the kind of thing that you're like, oh, well, I'm at this place and I'm bored. I'll check in. Because, but like, I live in Edmonton, right? And so, like, there's, like, in fact, where I work, there is a Pokestop where I work. Like, and I'm, for people at home, I'm actually rec- recording from my office at work right now. And so, there's a Pokestop right outside my door right now. So, if we you don't know, like, hear him talk for every five minutes, he's spinning. See this? Yeah. <laughs> so. So it's uh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Tim showed his Pokeball Plus, which reminds me I have two in the car I need to bring in the charge. 
I still use the what? What's the original one called? The Pokemon Go Plus? Is that what like the yeah, little the, one? The watch. Yeah, the yeah. clicker. The little watch thing. Yeah, I've got that still. Uh, I've actually replaced the battery on that thing twice now. Wow. So, yeah. So nice. it's I play it well, and I I play it because again, like my son is now here's here's something weird is that when my when we first started the show, what my son was like three or four. My son is like almost ten. He's turning ten this year. So he's like so deep in on Pokemon right now. Uh, like he played, he's played a ton of Sword and Shield, or I guess we we got Sword. Um, and and so yeah, and we're still waiting on uh, the transferring your Pokemon from Pokemon Go into uh, Pokemon Home. That's still coming, right? Like it's, it's not supposed to be. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, it's not here yet, though. So we're we're waiting to see that. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's, uh, it's neat. I, that doesn't surprise me at all. In fact, one of the things that is that over quarantine, they have significantly changed that game because mm-hmm. they had yeah. to in order to survive, right? And so, like, they introduced remote raid passes. They introduced, and, like, and as a result, they had record revenue for uh, March and yeah. April this year. Mm. Yeah, so they, that, yeah, that doesn't surprise me one bit. And as a matter of fact, Jesse, you're going to the Pokemon event, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the 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 digital Pokemon Fest, which is the weekend of the 25th and 26th, I think. I, I have purchased passes on both accounts to partake in that. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. So Pokemon Go, still very, very much a thing. All right, folks, let's jump into some rumors. Zach's amused by the music. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it only did, like, uh, for some reason, only two notes came in first. and then Yeah, it's very quiet, and then it pops in. You're like, oh, there it is. Hello. Surprise. Yeah, there it is. Hey. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, starts off with that some other bass. It's a bass line. I like it. Dropping <laughs> it sounds great line. on the recording. We just don't get to hear it as well when it's Okay. Live. Yeah, no, that's usually how Yeah, it sounds perfect to my head, because... Yeah, yeah, the rest of us are like, what? <laughs> Anyhow. my life. So rumors, rumors have it, July 20th, Nintendo Direct is coming. Moving mm. on. Uh, any thoughts on this, guys? Do you guys, you guys believe any of this rumor cadence that this is going to be happening? I, lot, I don't believe any of it. these until it comes out of the correct Twitter account, knowing that there are three fake Twitter accounts that fool people yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> also, a lot of cold calling, right, in the gaming community constantly. Where they're like, oh yeah, it's happening next week. Oh, did I say next week? I mean, no, it's happening this week. I mean, I feel like no, people no, it's just, happening it's this week. Like after then, it's been but, a certain amount of time, they, like people just start like, just you know, a stopped even a stop clock is ready or watched twice a day. What's the saying? Broken, broken clock. Watch. watch. Ready to watch. A broken <laughs> a broken clock is right twice a day. Is that yeah. it? Close yeah. enough. What's a broken Zach right? Yeah. <laughs> Try it all the time. There. It'll, it'll be, it'll be awesome, obviously. If it's J- July 20th, we have one. It'll be awesome. And but the thing is, excited and then disappointed after. So, yeah. No. <laughs> because Zelda 2 Remake wasn't announced. Yes. Where's Mother is there 3? anything after uh, after uh, Paper Mario? King that's, no. no. And that, Zach, that is the rub. So this is this is my theory. I talked about this thing last time. I'm sure you listen, Zach, because you're an avid listener to the show. 
but I believe that we were going to get a announcement either last week or this week in relation to what our next game is going to be posted as, what it is. We have not got that yet. If we do not get anything next week as we lead up to Origami King, I am more likely to believe July 20th we will get an announcement of what's going to happen. Yeah, because this is the first Monday, time. Right? And that's a that's weird a Monday. It's very it. odd for them for a Monday. But my reasoning there is Nintendo will not not have a date. After, after Origami King, we have nothing dated. They are going to tell us something. Whether it's in a tweet of here's a game or they're going to actually have a direct and say, here you go. Yeah, I, I, I think they have we to... don't get we don't get a Twitter announcement of like here's a game and it's posted for March or sorry September first. If we don't get that next week, I believe the rumors of a direct is, are true the week of the July twentieth. Yeah, I think we have to hear something before they have their financial briefing at the end of at the end of the month. That's the other part. The financial briefing is the end of this month. So we are going to get some kind of information, whether it's just a, hey, by the way, your next game is X and it's coming out in September, or a direct where they actually say, and here's the roadmap. I don't believe if I don't believe that they will go several days or, or very long without having something dated past Paper Mario, because then because then there's nothing. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's I think the fact that the that the briefing is. I don't know why, like, this is completely baseless, but I feel like, uh, the fact that the, that the briefing is coming, the financial briefing, that's almost more of a, you know, more lends even more credence to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, you don't want to go and talk to those people because then they are going to ask about it. Yeah, exactly. You want, you want to at least have something. And, and I, and I think, and I think for, you know, if Nintendo can do that direct on the 20th and their briefing, I think is probably the end of the month. Jesse, maybe you can keep me honest here. Usually, it, I don't. Ma- I don't remember yeah, which day of the week it lands on, but it's usually the last week of the month. Usually, the end, right? Like it'll the last be, Thursday of the month or it, whatever. It'll it be the twenty eighth or 29th, probably. Yeah, it, it, it gives them the opportunity to say before they go into that briefing, we have laid out our plans for the next three months. So I still I, wholeheartedly think there's going to be something big that's coming, especially because Nintendo is a company, and although they've been playing nice with the other companies, mainly Microsoft. They're still going to come out with guns blazing the Nintendo way, I guess. And that's, uh, or our fireballs of blazing, if you want to call it that, <laughs> to combat the new systems that'll be coming out for the holidays. So a lot of those people have been rumoring about that as well, that there's going to be a lot of heavy game releases to- around the same time PlayStation and Xbox is launching that as well. Jesse, what do you got? Oh, uh, Ibisol in the chat's being funny. Not sure if it's it's more of an inside joke with the community. I don't think it's okay. fair enough. All right, that's fair. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I I just I just think it's it's sound business more than anything else. Like like I think you know there's always the like I think to your point oh the the broken watch is right twice at least right but uh, and and we and we and we have put out tweets saying I think it's gonna be this week it's next. Ours are not to stir up like rumors, but ours are based on like what we believe to be logical. That's all, right? So, so, uh, yeah, sure. Look at that's, I, I'm a believer of like patterns, facts, events, logic seems to, seems to dictate something. I think we'll hear something what by the end. What the hell are you doing on the internet? <laughs> right? And then I get yelled at. Someone's like, ah, it did happen today. I was like, I know. I did you say, you did you wrong. say, did you not read the whole tweet and said it should? It maybe. I don't know for sure. Anywho, 
Speaking of things that we know were actually going to happen, I want to sit in this pocket for like five minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, Ubisoft is having an event this week. And you know some of the things I miss the most? I miss the most about E3 is crazy prediction time. Oh. Right? It's crazy prediction time. And I love doing crazy predictions with Zach. I don't miss it at all. Uh, and Jesse and like I've been I wrong kind of for things. so many years. I'm just tired of it. Yeah, traditionally you're wrong, right? I mean, Zach used to be like, "Overwatch is coming! Overwatch is coming!" We're like, "Shut up, Zach!" And then Overwatch it's here. showed up. It's, it made right? it. Same like, with Apex Legends. Apex Legends. Justin wins 2020. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's and go. I, and as I said in the tweet, tweet, it only took him two years of predicting that before it was true. Again, I willed it into existence. <laughs> you're welcome, Internet. But Ubisoft is coming up, guys, on J- sorry Sunday. 12th? We are going to be doing a live stream reaction to it. I'll be doing it. Those of uh, on this call who want to join me, you're welcome to. Guys, what do we think are we going to get from Ubisoft? Because they've been playing nice with Nintendo for a couple of years now. What do we think? And I'm going to do a bit of a roundtable maybe quickly. Tim, I'm going to throw to you first because I feel like you're a person who needs a lot of time to prepare, so I'm not going to give you any. Tim? <laughs> Watch dogs. They're going to bring Watch Dogs, Dogs, Dogs to, to the Switch. Switch. Yes. Ooh, like Watch Dogs Legions or, or like Watch Dogs The first too? Watch Dogs. The first Watch Dogs was on the Wii U. It yeah, was. I forgot about over. that. Yes, are you st- are you st- was. Are you staying with your bet there, buddy? Did, did it sell five more than five years? They're going um, to bring out the Watch Dogs collection to the Switch. Watch Dogs collection coming to the Switch. Okay. All right, Tim. me on the spot, so there you go. I know. I did put you in the hot seat. Anything else? No. Nope. Great. Awesome. Cool. We'll go over to uh, Jesse. Jesse, what do you think? Uh, maybe uh, like another old Assassin's Creed might show up on a Switch. Yeah, Gary's agreeing with that. Gary, yeah, what which yeah. one do you think is that and why do you agree with him? I was, I was going to say some ports of the old Assassin's Creed because A, it's easy and B, it's money. Um. I, I don't know. I, I'm, was, I mean, I, I was the, the pirate one the last one that was put on the Wii U. Yeah, they put Black, three Black Flag. Uh, yeah, Black Flag. Yeah, and three and three and Black Flag are on the Switch I've, now. But I, I think that, I think that because Nintendo fans didn't get the earlier ones. They're, oh, they're I forgot that. that. The, I forgot there was already Assassin's Creed games. On the so Switch. Gary, Gary, are you thinking there? So what would that be? Syndicate. No, Assassin's uh, Creed. Syndicate? Assassin's Creed one and two. Not not syndicates and the, the other spin-offs, like the just the earlier ones. Oh, you're thinking like one and two. Oh, the like one the Wayback two, yeah. Originals. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, cool. Um, I mean, there's things I'd love to see because I, I I like Ubisoft. Like I know a lot of people like to throw them under the buzz and say, oh, if you want to go to their offices, all you need to do is glitch through the door. Blah blah blah. But the <laughs> uh, the, the thing is, is um, Jesse's just heard that joke for the first time. <laughs> um, not he's not wrong. But there is some stuff I would really love to see from them. Um, Valiant Hearts and Child of Light, brilliant games. I would love to see an, another game like Child of Light done in the UBR engine or even a new Rayman because at one point Rayman was looking like it was going to be completely better to the uh, side scroller than Mario was at one point. Sure. Um, so I would love to see either of those. But I think if they're going to bring anything exclusively to Switch, it's just going to be either some ports of old games or some lesser projects, should we say, rather than something that... There's this... Uh, I'm, I'm looking on their website. Like, Did this Gods and Monsters game ever come out? Nope. Not so yet. God, Gods and Monsters game. was delayed. Um, and that's the interesting part. Ubisoft had a bit of an interesting year last year. They actually went, we're pumping all of our brakes and we're not putting out anything. 
Um, and so they pulled Gods and Monsters. They pulled two other games and said we're delaying them. Oh, uh, Watchdog yeah. Legions, and they delayed something else. Like they delayed several games and said we're taking time to get ready and reset. I think it was a, I think it was a, like a Tom Clancy something in there as well. I think. Yeah, Gods and Monsters was announced for the Switch. I wouldn't be shocked if it's out now. But go ahead, Zach. I'm interrupting you. I no, know. I'm looking on their website. It's not. They they have a thing to pre-order it. So I would definitely imagine. If it was originally going to come out in February of this year, um, I would not be surprised if they we saw more about that because I don't like. Have we seen anything since then? We have not seen anything. Uh, yeah. I've just I've just missed something off my predictions. Can I go back slightly? Just go as. ahead, you son of a bitch! <laughs> I knew Sorry, you were Jesse, put the timestamp on that, that. Jesse. <laughs> I've already right. had like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I already Continue. got a got a timestamp on you, Zach. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna keep you busy. Anyway, keep going, Gary. I, I'm done now. I've stole Justin's uh, thunder, so that's it. That, that's that's what I came here for. That's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I I would tend to agree. I think we're gonna hear something from a Nintendo perspective. Uh, I mean, obviously they're gonna talk about Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, Hyperspace, Legion, all those things, right? Uh, from a Nintendo perspective, I think Gods and Monsters. I'm hoping that we're going to get a maybe uh, out this year. Hopefully, maybe a Q3 or Q4. I think that I think looks we'll really see great. another Wii release of Just Dance. Uh, I think. Well, the Wii release, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think we'll get a Wii release of Just Dance. But I, uh, you know what? Well, Just Dance 2020 was released on the Wii. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I, yeah, that's your. Uh, fact, it was a half Wii, joke question. The they they I did actually. They, I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think it came out for the Wii U, but it, did it was not on the Wii. the Wii U. It was only the Wii. And the they, they did say that that was the last one coming to the Wii, though, at the time. So, here, we, here, how many times have we heard companies backpedal things they've said? Well, yeah, there's not a new 3DS in the in the, in the future. A week later, a new 3DS. Yeah. Uh, here, here are some of my other other thoughts in in predictions here. So, I do believe Gods and Monsters. I believe Assassin's Creed is right, Gary. I think I think as you're right, Ubisoft, any company likes money, and I think that they have the ability to print money. I don't believe they're going to go back to Assassin's Creed one or two. I believe they may push further, and I believe they may try something like Origins. Um, on, on uh, so it would be technically be technically already on Switch though. Exactly, that's my point. Yeah, it's technically compatible with the Switch. The Switch can run it because they did the testing in Japan uh, on those networks. So it can actually happen. So I think that that may actually be, be moving to the, uh, well, to the they talking about when they did the streaming thing or was it something else? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, just because true. it's ran streaming doesn't mean it was running on switch hardware. Co- correct. But I, but they experiment with the idea of it on there. so I believe that right. they may continue that idea. Now I know it's streaming, but I believe they may try it as well. Um, my other thoughts here. I believe potentially we might get something like Tom Clancy's The Division 2 as a port over to the Switch. And if they do announce that, that's a time when I take a nap during the presentation? Is that that's how it works? Yeah. And here's <laughs> my, here's my other wild, crazy prediction. I think we see something. I think Nintendo makes an appearance at Ubisoft. Um, and I believe if they're going to tease it, this may be the first time that we hear Mario and Rabbids too. Ooh, because this will have been Nintendo and Rabbids. 
Correct. Um, because this will have been the th- three years since it originally launched. And you could do a development cycle in three years for that, for a sequel. I'm really looking forward to Rabid Link and Rabid Samus. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be That's, awesome. Uh, yeah. Any other, uh, any, do you guys agree, disagree with with um, Nintendo making an appearance? Uh, I don't think they will. And I don't think there'll be a Rabbids 2. As much as I think it should happen, I think the ship sailed. Same in the way of Star. Starlink should have evolved into its own Star Fox game. And I also don't think that's going to happen either. Okay. Um, the Division, though, I'd love to see. The Division's good. I've got the Division on the Xbox. And I enjoy it. I'm not so sure if that comes to Switch, but I do like that prediction, and I, I actually hope it's true, Justin. Okay. One other game I think that they could bring over, and I really think they could bring Watch Dogs back, even though it might have been on the Wii U. They could bring one and two over. I think it's still because it's going to reach a new audience. So I, I, I think that's possible. And then also, especially since they're trying to get you know more fans to Legion. So it'd be a good promotion, you know, get people playing on there and then, oh, I can go play Legion on the other places. So, but one other one I noticed too is they could bring one of the Fire, Far Cry games over. Hmm. I think that could be one that could, they, you, they could you bring know, over. You know, we've we've missed out Splinter Cell and that actually had a Wii U port uh, blacklist, was it? So, so that yeah. could always come over fairly easily as well. That's a good point. Yeah. I do suspect we will hear some Nintendo stuff. I do, you know, whether it's a coming to Switch or we've got this update. Um, I think it'll be very similar to what we saw from EA. You know, they'll mention it like, hey, by the way, this game's coming. This game is also coming or we're doing an update. But I don't believe it will be a carved out, like, dedicated. Here's a here's a sizzle reel of 12 games that are coming to the Switch. It'll just be a, in passing or we'll see in a press release afterwards. All right, folks, that has been rumors and discussions. Let's move on to what is let's discuss tim this is where i think is a great opportunity for your 2020 world video game hall of fame question yes so i brought it up a few weeks ago um and we each had uh, dad bring this up but basically the world video game hall of fame brought out their games for 2020 that will be inducted and that was bejeweled centipede king's quest and minecraft um and out of all the other ones that were the finalists and my question for the nintendo dads was if we have a nintendo dads video game hall of fame which i again i swear we probably brought this was brought up before but if we have a hall of fame which there should be what first six would be inducted one for each one. And then any more for guests. Um, we need one from each Nintendo dad and Gary and Zach, you guys, which will, need to... which will then make a total for seven, yes. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. Well, it's two for, cause we also have six. Rogers. If we don't include Rogers, I'm saying <laughs> six first six to be inducted of the being the right. Nintendo dads. So, and then the guest would be the add-ons, but yes. Mm. So we've got right now, as you guys are thinking, we've got Justin picked Super Mario Brothers 2, the Super Mario USA version. Uh, Jesse picked Donkey Kong from 1981. Marty picked Mega Man 2. I picked Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past for the SNES. 
and Roger picked Super Metroid. Hmm. Okay. What are you? So I, 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 like, I think, I think that, uh, there is not enough handheld representation on here. Um, the, this probably comes as no surprise, but I'm going to put Pokemon red and blue. Like that. I feel like, uh, Ooh, you know what though? Like, no, I think it does need to be like the, the first one. Although maybe gold and silver need to be that. It's, uh, it's got to be one of those two. It depends on what it means to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Like the fact that it's like it doesn't have. Well, you get you doesn't have to be the first next year. We already have two sequel, th- three sequel. Actually, all of, all of them except for mine are sequels to something else. Yeah. So if you if you want Gen two in there, we can put Gen two in there. Uh, I'm going to try and sway you and say that the originals were the most impactful of them. I was gonna say I think that yeah I think I think that I'll, I'll stick with my original answer yeah Pokemon Red and Blue uh, just because uh, like if you think about it the 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 number of people who like a, like a game cable for the for the Game Boy became a very valuable commodity right at that point like the idea of like connecting and trading and battling like that was huge back in the day. Um, and the, and it was something that like was in the that was in the like the Game Boy had that forever before that and that game actually made it valuable other than maybe what like Tetris or and whoever played Tetris head to head on the I Game did. Boy there was yeah, kind of right, a like, cult- you- there was kind of a cultural zeitgeist with it mm-hmm. like if you think about it, the Game Boy was kind of on its last legs about ready to go to pasture and then Pokemon Company shows up and it reinvigorates that entire. Oh, absolutely! Um, vision and becomes what, becomes like a massive. When did Game seller, Boy come right? out? Eighty nine. Yeah, and it was, and it and like what Pokemon they put came out in ninety six. So yeah, like it was, it was near the end. It was very much near the yeah, end. Yeah, so it was it was in the seventh year, and it kind of gave it a, another four or five years of life before. Game yeah, Boy I Color feel like it came thing. out. Yeah, when did that come? Yeah, when did it come out in in North America? That was like ninety eight North America. Okay. Yeah, it was like September so, ninety eight. Um, yeah, in Japan yeah, it was so ninety six. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a, like over two years before that in Japan, absolutely. But yeah, so yeah, so that'd be my pick for like definitely. Awesome. So for my pick, um, I would actually I'm torn between two. One of them is actually in the Hall of Fame, which is uh, Minecraft, because I think Minecraft is um, such an impactful game, and it's it's generally overlooked by um anybody who didn't grow up as a kid with it um so basically all of us um <laughs> but you got to think of how impactful that game has been yeah. for the generation i think also like, i Fortnite, haven't put more than 15 minutes into it but my kids have put hours in yeah i've, I've in. put hours in I, I also think that fortnite will end up being one of the games that's impactful in the future and probably end up in there as well and um uh, I think um, just before I get onto my pick, just to comment on the on the games that got in um, and the uh, finalists, I think the games that got in definitely deserve to get in. And some of the finalists, not so much. Um, but you don't my think Snokey had a snake deserves it. I don't even think Super Smash Bros. Melee deserves to get in. Or got all. Gold. I love that NBA Jam of all games. NBA yeah. Jam made it on that list. So I don't know why that makes you laugh. They didn't get in. They were just nominated. Yeah, these these were the finalists. 
Yeah, they were the finalists. Some like enough people were like, "Yes, NBA Jam." Like, are, are yeah. we talking like the arcade version or the Super Nintendo version? I imagine the arcade. Like, there version. were a lot of. Yeah. So, so just like where in the world San Diego? There's my, been fifty of those games. So that game is also on my Super Nintendo. Um, that is completely legitimate, and <laughs> it's uh, it's a doozy, man. It's good. So I'm not actually going to go with Minecraft. I'm going to go with one of the most impactful games that I could think of, which is Dashing the Giant. I mean, um, Tetris. So Tetris. <laughs> Which I was, when Zach mentioned it, I was like, when he said portable, I was like, no, he's picked my pick. But yeah, Tetris. Tetris would be the one. Uh, Tetris is one of those games that like, when I first had the Game Boy, I was just a little boy. And uh, the games I got were Super Mario 2, The Six Golden Coins, and uh, Jurassic Park, and uh, Tetris. And once I finished with Mario, because that was the game that drew me in as a kid, which obviously it would. Uh, I'm not going to say it's because of bright colors because it was on the Game Boy. Um, but then Tetris kind of dominated my life for a while. And it made, it made me realize that like these smaller puzzle games that I'd already been overlooking as a kid were actually really good. So after that, I went on to Dr. Robotics Mean Beam Machine, which we know is Puyo. Um, and Tetris, I carried on playing. And I think I've owned so many different versions of Tetris. And so many better versions than the originals because it's been improved upon over the years as well. But I think the original has, original Game Boy version has such an impact, right? And uh, I, I think that it was a title that perfectly fit the Game Boy. Um, you know, it didn't need graphical power, it didn't need the best sound chip in the world. But yeah, everybody still hums that um, that theme tune. And everybody knows what the game is, and it's still being sold to the day in various forms. And, and it's probably it, one I mean, of the best at, themes in Tetris 99. Yeah, look at look at look at Tetris 99, right? I mean, it's still going strong. It's found another new spin and another new lease of life, and it's probably the only reason to get Nintendo Switch Online. So, there shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> you takes. know, you you, hot, you guys already. Hot takes. You guys already know my stance on it. Look, if I could have played Fortnite without having to play with only randoms and actually have my friends, then I wouldn't have brought the... Uh... Hot take. Hey, Gary, I don't think you need Nintendo Online to play Fortnite. You don't, but you do need it to play with your friends on Fortnite. <sighs> it'll, it'll just oh, really? Randoms. Yeah. That, that, got, uh, that got so overlooked. Nobody ever mentioned that. They're like, well, you I don't think I knew that either. But yeah, you can't play with your friends unless you have Switch Online. Wow. Well, I mean, good thing I don't have friends, then. No big deal. True yeah. story. True well, story. I, Although I, mean, I see you on Fortnite I mean, a lot, Mr. Erickson. That is totally my son. My like any literally any time that 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 I am logged in, it's his account. Like that is now his account. And I uh, didn't buy that princess Elsa skin on Fortnite. That was my son. No, actually, <laughs> I believe you, no. Zach. <laughs> no, no, no. He he spent his own hard-earned cash, which I was like. All right, man. If that's what you want to do, like he bought, like what is it, the Captain America skin that was like twenty dollars or something? It's the equivalent of Pokemon cards for sale, right? Where your mom was like, "Oh, it's totally so many Pokemon cards." Totally. (laughs) You literally bought like we we bought the the number of Marvel skins that we have now is just kind of you know throw a Marvel skin in front of him and he's gonna buy it. That's how it goes. I I I have. I have put 450 plus hours in that game and I have only ever made two purchases. One for my first season pass and then I bought another 
uh, V bucks top up. And that's been it. Um, I, 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 and my friend's like, Hey, these are awesome. I've said to my friend, like, this is a great skin. He's like, you get it. I was like, no, because that's a slippery slope. Once you, once you get in, you're not getting out. Justin is just like, just like generic Jonesy all the time. Oh no. I use all the really cool skins that you earned for the battle pass, but I'm not buying individual ones. Right. Although I did buy one where it was a Canadian skier. Cause you know, Canada. because you're you Canada. that seems fair all right awesome god Maple awesome job guys mooses. let's break into what we've been playing my favorite part is watching zach get introduced to bumpers that he has obviously not heard before i've heard that one before that one's good but Oh, you oh the the stinger you mean? Yeah, no, I hadn't heard that. Sure. That uh, let's start off with uh, Zach. You are our guest. What have you been playing, sir? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I feel like I should have prepared for this. Um, so I've been playing. Uh, so we mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, Star Wars Pod Racer. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing a lot of that. It's pretty good. Uh, have you guys? Who else is playing that? Like, have you guys already talked about this game on here? Tim, Tim's talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I bought it it's, day one as well, and I yeah, I played it up to the uh, I forget the name of it, but the it was actually funny because at the time I thought it was the game that caused this issue, but it, uh, my gray Joy Cons, my day one Joy Cons, gave out on that game, and I thought well, it was, was the game. He was that racing so it. hard he broke his Joy Cons, you know. <laughs> It like just stopped connecting the right side and all of a sudden. Yeah. So it was during the uh, Aquilarius. Aquilarius. <laughs> yes. The yeah. semi pro pod racing circuit on Sunken City. So I, it was during that one. Easy to speak, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was a long uh, it was a long race and right in the third lap I was just like all of a sudden my right Joy-Con just stopped working, and my pod racer just was slowing down. It <laughs> stopped. Nice. I was like, ah, what's going what? on? I thought it was yeah. the game, because I thought it was, uh, it happened right when I I was recording, and I put, I took it out of the dock with Joy-Cons, and it was during that race at that time when it happened, and I thought it was some sort of glitch between, from undocking, and I, <laughs> I complained to the, uh, developer like my switch stopped working after i took your game undocked it advice calm down with the complaints on twitter because it's the second time now like i remember what's happened to my turnips nintendo what's happened (laughs) i was blaming someone else and didn't realize it was me so (laughs) what were we saying about time zones earlier (laughs) (laughs) that's great but yeah i'm an accidental time bandit (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So like that's a that I've been playing that. That's pretty good. Um I've also been uh been playing the the Pokemon expansion pass. Um I recently just finished the I, I finished what is it? Like got the Gigantamax for Urshifu, which if you played that then you know what that is. Um and uh so that was I feel like that was I'm I'm a little torn about that expansion pass i don't really know how to what to say other than just like i'm a little torn about like it like it's other than just like there's just more pokemon and there's more stuff to do and it's a change of scenery it's not all that different from the regular game so um but that's fun 
I was playing. I, I broke out my my old Game Boy Advance SP that has the the fan translation of Mother Three, and I was playing that the other day too, which is super fun. Um, and that's yeah. I don't know. That, I feel like that's that about covers it. Um, Sweet. Yeah, anything, Mother Three. Anything? By the way, any game you're so good. Uh, yeah, any game you're excited for, Zach, uh, in the near future of what we kind of know, whether it's indie, obviously Nintendo hasn't told us much, but like indie games or anything, or other games are kind of on your radar that you're pumped for. Like, how are you feeling about Overwatch Two? That uh, that's that looks pretty good. I'm I'm interested in that. It's it's funny because that that game like very much ebbs and flows for me, where like I could jump in and have a whole lot of fun with it and then like just be like oh it's just still the same um i feel like i burned out on it around when the new the new character came out what was it was who was it echo echo when yeah. echo came out and when echo came out i kind of burned out on it around that time and so i'm giving it a little bit of we're, we're taking some time apart but um but yeah it's it's still good i i am looking forward to like the missions and stuff like that blizzard usually has a good has a good rep yeah, what's up? With that kind of stuff. I have a question for you, Zach. High five. Are yeah, you no, are you still playing D and D? Are you doing that? Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. D and D. I play more D and D than video games at this point. Like, well, maybe I shouldn't say that, but I do play a ton of D and D still. So. Well, have you been playing with the with the lockdowns and stuff? Have you been playing online? Uh, yeah, yeah. We've been using a, a website called Roll Twenty. Um, yeah, which is which is pretty good. And uh, and then we just jump on like I think we use Discord. We were okay. using we were, what were we using before that? Webex? Is that anyway? That is like a that. thing. Yeah, yes. that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, we were we were using that for a while, and then we moved to Discord because Webex is expensive. Yes, and it is. Our free trial was over. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but yeah, we've been playing that for we've been playing the same campaign for like over two years now. So, wow. How many people you yeah. got playing in your party? Uh, five of us. Nice. So, yeah. And then the DM. So there's six. Is this playing a, uh, barbarian warlock, which is a weird combination. That is like a weird combo. Is this yeah. the same campaign you started, uh, right before you took your hiatus? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's the same one. Um, I'm, I'm on my third character though, but that's okay. But, I've been playing this one the longest, so nice. Uh, are you DMing this, or are you just playing it? No, I'm playing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you playing? Are you playing D and D? Do it. Other people I used to play, but I'm not playing right now. But I've been eyeballing it to maybe play again. But time's been limited, so I kind of held back. So yeah, yeah, we play about <laughs> once every two weeks or something yeah. like that. So a few, a few years ago, I bought a, like the starter starter kit. And try to introduce it to my kids to see if they'd get into it. None of them mm-hmm. cared. You gotta get them if you if you want to get them into it. Like, well, I guess your your kids are older, so you can do this. Um, I know, like for me, like for a lot of people, it's like you get people to go watch something like Critical Role, and then they'll be yeah, they'll be yeah. They were they were like fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen at the time. So you know, they yeah. Oops. Yeah. Super Super Nintendo in the chat says that they that they just got their thirteen their daughter her first D and D set for her thirteenth birthday. Nice, so awesome. Yes. Uh, we're also very excited to announce our expansion podcast D and D with Tim and Zach. 
Uh, it's going to be a weekly dude, show where dude, they're just going to they're just going to talk D and D. It's going to be awesome, dude. If we if like I if there was somebody who's just like, hey, let's just play D and D and record it, and then we'll publish it as a podcast. If all I had to do was show up, I would do it. Like I would, I that would be amazing. So yeah. out there we, in internet land, we did we did an online. A D and D campaign with like Marvel. Yeah, yeah, we did a one shot, right? Was that with A? Was, like, was that was that with A to Z, or who was that with? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like Alexis was there. I can't remember who else was there. You were? Were you a part of that? Yeah, I was a part of that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was a good time. D and D, man, it's awesome. If you're not nice. playing it, then uh, then give your imagination a shake, and it's awesome. It's super <laughs> fun. That's a it's a glowing endorsement. Uh, Gary, what have you been playing, sir? So, um, I've been playing one game that you can only play on Switch. But um, there is a couple of games I've been playing, so I'll share them out because you can buy all of them on Switch. Um, I've been playing Bad North on uh, mobile, which is a great like uh, tactical um, roguelike still. But it's 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 kind of a bit like a light Age of Empires in a way. Uh, you can get a demo in the eShop, so download that. I really like the mobile version. It's a really good game. Um, I've been playing Minecraft. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, i got to interrupt and back you up there. Bad North, you said, is kind of like a light Age of Empires? Yeah. That's, I, how how so? Just so I, because I, I loved Age of Empires, so I wanted um, it, when I say very light, it's almost as if you've, you've only got three sets of units, and they, they move as like, uh, basically like actual units rather than each individual person like age empires and you just have to defend an island defend the houses from incoming um waves of enemies so it's very like a very 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 light version of age (laughs) empires but it's the closest thing i can think to explain how it is uh it's worth a shot it's it's a good game it's it's controls better without a a controller basically so that's why i don't play on the switch um, it's like better on PC, stuff. Okay. PC or and or I've got an Android. Uh, it's great. Okay. Um, I've been playing Minecraft LAN with my daughter, so she's she's five years old and she's got into Minecraft big time. Um, I own it on the Switch. It's a really good version, but she's been playing it on the Xbox while I've been on PC because they can actually communicate LAN, where the uh, Switch won't have any of that. Um, so we were in the same world, but across two systems. And although the Switch has got crossplay, it just doesn't doesn't allow for that LAN connectivity, so so it's not on there. But um, that's been great. It's a good game to get your kids into, and that's why it was the runner up for my um, Hall of Fame entry. Like she's learned so much about you know what animals eat for a start, how to farm, um, just general stuff like that. Basically, uh, it re- really is like such an educational game and when she's uh, a wizard with a redstone and then eventually becomes like a full on electrical engineer, then then it'll put me to shame. Um, Ukulele in the impossible layer is another game I've been playing again. It's on switch, but I've been playing it on uh, PC because it was free there. Um, Justin, you've got to have played this, right? Ukulele. Yeah. The impossible. Yeah. Layer. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. I love it. It was a fantastic game in October. Um, very much Donkey Kong Country esque, very much Tropical Freeze esque. Um, love some innovation with like the overview map, and then like, hey, it's 
it's we now flood it with water and it changes the level like it's such a cool game um yeah. if you didn't like the first ukulele because it was kind of a bit odd they tried to take this like super mario 64 approach they nail their formula and their approach so much better in um oh yeah i'd agree with the that. impossible layer that it's 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 like night and day um it's so good it's so good yeah, yeah like, you can get it on sale now too pretty cheap usually the, the first ukulele did feel like a complete ripoff like a cheap low budget ripoff in my opinion um this feels like a solid platformer through and through. My only complaint with it is it still doesn't really have its own personality. It's very Banjo-Kazooie in the Donkey Kong universe still. Mm-hmm. So I, I would like Platonic's next game to just be original characters and not try to be recapturing the past. But uh, in terms of level design, like the way the overworld is, uh, it's it's a really, really good solid platformer. Uh, but the one game I've actually been playing on the Switch is Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Um, I'm getting closer to the end. It's, my goodness, it's such a good game. It, it's so long, though. <laughs> it's very, very long. Uh, lots of side quests. I, I think the thing is, I, I complete this on the Wii, and I often complain that it was a struggle and that it, it was not fun a, a lot of times. And I think that what they've done is the very few minor tweaks they've made have actually improved it massively. So it's clearer how to play, what to do at certain times. Uh, it indicates like like Pokemon does now when something's going to be critical, when it's not, and when it's effective, um, which is a big problem on the original one because like it was just just like so bare on instructions that it was almost like a chore at times. And uh, they made the subquests and and side quests so much easier to navigate and to see what's what's going on and where stuff is. And you can activate diff- you can actually choose an active uh, mission, and it'll tell you exactly where to go and how to do it. Um, Did they smooth out the combat a little? Because that's what I had the biggest issue with with the original game. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I had the same trouble uh the combat largely 95 percent of it is exactly the same the one change that they really made to it is like i say the critical hit it tells you now like what is most efficient to use at the time and that alone has changed the battle system because uh when shulk used to have the visions of what's going to happen because you can kind of see the future if someone's going to die or there's some massive attack or some other effect that's going to happen to the team member um, I could never remember which color corresponded to which move you needed to use, like if you had a little break. And now it'll just tell you, like, this is the one you need to pick. So uh, in, the, in that sort of respect, it's made the battle system much better. And it's such a minute little change. But yeah, it's still, it's still a little grindy. Uh, even though the graphics have improved, you can see where they've sort of tricked you into thinking it looks a lot better by sort of, I think they're like pre-done cutscenes but they're done in the same style as the actual gameplay and then all of a sudden your character model changes and it's like the graphics are a lot better but they're still not good I don't think like you always hear a lot of people saying that Xenoblade's got really good graphics I don't think it ever has I think what it is is it's really sculpted and it's got really good sort of design work but the actual textures and the the graphics are never really being that good and it does well it was it was designed for a Four eighty i TV. Black Chronicles Two is the same still. It's still not a very good <laughs> okay. Game but uh, yeah, it does. It does get very blurry at times as well. Uh, it doesn't actually really affect anything, and it's, it is barely noticeable. But 
it, it it's definitely there and you can see it and we we later on found out that you know it's because it drops resolution to lower than the Wii's resolution yeah i heard it like that it it's dynamically doing it so it really isn't such a big deal like people were making it out like people were saying that why should i buy a game that that runs lower resolution the Wii? it does it very very slightly every once in a while it really really doesn't make that much of a difference but I would actually really recommend Xenoblade Chronicles this time around after being the avid look look why is this such a cult classic because it's not a good game I, I I take that back completely and I would actually suggest Xenoblade Chronicles um, I would say that it's better than two so if you're going to get one get the first one hmm. I've been very much on the fence about that one a couple times so good to know all uh, right, awesome. Thank you, Gary. Uh, Tim, let's have you go next, sir. Um, let's uh, let's be let's be direct and quick. I will be quick because it's a lot of the same games I've mentioned before in other weeks. So it's basically more of Shin Sakai into the depths, more Animal Crossing, more Clubhouse games, and more Catherine Full Body, which I did a preview of uh, and posted a video of on YouTube. So I just jumped back into it today to. Because uh, I started day night, uh, excuse me, night six, um, uh, and that's where I left off. And I think there's like eight nights, so I'm getting close to the end. And I know there's others who have gotten through it, and they they want to really, they're itching to talk about it. So comparing notes, because there's like 13 different endings in that game. So wow, we're all gonna be talking about like what ending we got. So, but yeah, again, and I do have to go back. Because I have to always sing its praises. The Shin Sakai Into the Depths game. Again, it's a Metroidvania type game. Uh, and I really enjoy it. So if you, if you like Metroidvania games, take a look at it. Take a look at the... I think I did a video on that one too. And there's, you know, look at anybody's videos. Take a look and see if it's your type of thing and check it out. Because I really think that is a sleeper, for, uh, in my opinion. So a sleeper hit. <laughs> I was going to say, that's awesome. That makes more sense. So, Thanks, Tim. Yeah, and guys, check out obviously. Yeah, check out Tim's time. Tim's time with uh, Catherine Full Body. That's up on our YouTube channel as well. Lots of amazing content there. Uh, so thank you, uh, Jesse. Same notes to you as well, sir. All right, I'll try to be quick. Uh, I played some Tetris ninety nine because I had the, the Xenoblade theme. Mm-hmm. They normally take me about an hour to do, but this one took me an hour and a half to two hours just because I had more bottom tens than any than ever. And you only get one point for those, so uh, I was kind of frustrated with the, with that. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Pokemon Go. Uh, I mentioned b- before that they had well, the three weeks leading up to Pokemon Go Fest. They're doing these special uh, missions, and if a million people in each team finishes each, you know their their group. Then it'll have more spawns in the, you know, during the fest, and like the the Valorians finished theirs like on the second day. So I'm presuming all three teams did it. But uh, what I didn't realize was after you finished, you know, you have three pages worth of quests. Once you finished them, the last one was catch fifty Pokemon. That's at least fifteen different species, and you have to have one excellent throw. That that once that was done, it unlocked a fourth page that I didn't know it was going to unlock. It was like a kind of a bonus difficult one. And then I saw that and went, oh, hell no. I had to do a hundred Pokemon catches. And this is all before it expired Thursday night. 
uh, and 50 excellent throws. And I have a hard time with one excellent throw a day, much less 50 in four hours. <laughs> so that wasn't going to happen. Jeez, yeah, so, no so week two will start tomorrow. I presume it'll be a similar type of thing. We'll see how that goes. Animal Crossing New Horizons. I had issues with the swimming. Uh, I, I heard that you could buy it from Timmy's shop, but I didn't see it, the suit. So I had to go buy it from the ATM thing, mm -hmm. which means it had to be shipped to me. So mm -hmm. the first day I couldn't do anything. You yeah, should have put it on a mannequin or something, hey? Yeah, that was... Yeah. Watch watch my video of disappointment the day I found out that I could not go swimming because I had to have it ordered and it arrived 24 hours Because you something happened to you? Because some people, uh, people say that, oh, mine was just in Timmy's shop. I could just buy it there and use it right away. But well, mine was, mine was I was recording at 7 in the morning. Tim's wasn't open. Uh, well, I even looked cranny. at Tim's and I didn't see it in stock. Yeah, Nook, or sorry, I apologize. Nook's, Nook's Cranny wasn't open, so I couldn't get it there. Yeah, that's what um, I mean. And then when I went into the center, I could order it from the, the machine, but it was being shipped. So I couldn't do anything. So that right. was disappointing. Although so, I will say, uh, John, I think on our, our community was kind enough to have sent me the swimsuit that night. It was awesome. <laughs> so when I finally was able to try to swim, uh, it's a slog. Like you've you got to just bang on that A button if you want to go more than what one grid space a second. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, you know, I, in fact, I liked, I disliked it so much. I, I, when I took off the swimwear, I hung it on my wall, thinking I would never use this again. Until this morning, Gullivar showed up. So I'm like, all right, now, so now I need to do, to do some diving, trying to find this communicator. And I'm looking through my inventory <laughs> and storage and can't find it. I'm like, what the hell happened to it? Forgetting that I put it on the wall in my house. So I had to take it down and did that thing. So... Well, tomorrow I'll see what I get for helping Gullivar out. Uh, and to think someone asked, does Gullivar and Gulliver can still happen, or is one's replacing the other? Sounds like both can. You can get both in the same week. Yeah, both happen. <laughs> it didn't happen to me. I haven't seen Gulliver in three weeks. Um, then I played through Shantae and the Seven Sirens. I finally got around to playing that last week. I think I. It, the whole game took under 10 hours. I think it was like, it was like a 74% completion rate in item collection. So, yeah, it's, I think I talked a little bit about it last week, uh, but I finished it this, I finished it this weekend. And, uh, if you like Shantae games, you know, give those a try. I'll probably go back and buy the original two again just to try them again. Cause I know I have never finished the, the older games. So I'll probably give the older ones a try again. And again, I said that I, I do pl plan on buying the Game Boy Color re-release when that happens. And then when I was done with Shantae, I continued my Dragon Quest Three game that I, you know, put I put on hold when Animal when I started playing Animal Crossing. So this has been two and a half months now. I had no idea what I was doing, so I kind of just. I know I just recently got the boat. So the first thing I've decided to do is just explore everything I can explore. And I'll probably, f I'll stumble across it. So I came across an area that needed six orbs. So I'm like, okay, I'm orb collecting now. So I 
was able to do I played through most of the game. The only time I needed to grind was just before the first big bad boss, which of course isn't the final boss because it never is. I had to grind like five levels out before I could beat him and then opened up the final area, which I won't, you know, you know, even though it's a game from 1990, you know, I'll still, it's, it was a nice, I didn't know it was going to happen. So it was a nice, uh, a, a nice event. So I'm not, I won't spoil it in case anyone else ever decides to play it. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm at the final big bad now, the, the bigger bad. And I'm going to have to grind five, if not ten levels, to even have a chance, because he just cleaned my clock. <laughs> I was doing some grinding before the show, but one monster will summon bigger monsters. So I kept one of the small monsters alive to keep to keep summoning the bigger monsters, and I keep on not taking the big one down. And so it was one fight. I took down 50 of these statues. And I, when I was ready to say, okay, I'm done. I'm going to wrap this up. I killed the small guy so he wouldn't spawn anymore. And just before I killed the last statue, the statue did a crit hit on my healer, killing him. So I, I didn't have a chance to res him because I, my turn was done. So that entire 20 to 30 minutes of gameplay... My priest got no experience, but everyone else, because mm. the experience you gain gets split between everyone who's alive. So mm. the dead didn't get any, but the three that were left got their experience plus the dead guy's experience. So they got a 33% bonus. So each each one got most of a level in a half an hour. So this will take me a while to grind up enough so I can try to big bag the big bad again. Very cool. Awesome. Thank I, you, I have to ask what the look was from Gary when when uh, Jesse said something about grinding before the show. It, you don't want to know. <laughs> nice. I had a bad, 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 oh, bad yeah. image. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to Fort of Nerd 79 for the raid over in Twitch. Thank you so much for that. That is awesome. Thank you for everyone jumping in uh, on the Twitch right now. Um, I'll go through mine very quickly. Uh, I have four games which I'm going to touch on super quickly. Uh, Rogue Company. I am playing the Alpha Alpha for that. That is all I can say for it because I'm under NDA. <laughs> you Next game I'm playing. Yeah, he has to say that. That's all. It's the only thing I'm allowed to say on the NDA. That's, that's literally game, all he can say. That's all you can say. Next game I'm, I've been playing is Neon Abyss. There is a demo out for it now. Check this game out. This is an absolute ton of fun. It is a frantic roguelike action platformer very rarely do i play a demo usually i'm like oh it's demo cool and i'll just kind of like finish it and let it go and make my decision on it i kept thinking about neon abyss after my demo so that was a pretty good sign sign. something something really sat with me and it's 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 really a ton of fun check it out i love the kind of the art style uh i love this kind of neon look it has this kind of cyberpunky look um, it's just over the top, ridiculous, super fun. Check out the demo. Uh, I have a review code for it. So I'll have more coverage next week when the embargo is out for that as well. Uh, I've also been playing Vigor. Vigor dropped yesterday, Wednesday. This is from Bohemian Studios. There was a demo or a closed beta for this game back out in April. And this is basically you are in Poland after a war 
and you are trying to survive and you're trying to kind of remake your own house and your own shelter. Um, and it is a battle Royale esque game, I guess I would say where you go into a, a, the game, you enter into the game and there are 10 other people in this area that are scavenging for stuff. Um, and so your objective is try and scavenge your equipment, your gear, nails, fertilizer, food, and get back to your shelter before either a toxic fog comes in and kills everyone or before they hunt and find you and kill you. Um, it is a game that, I mean, I play with my Steel Series headset on and I literally am sitting on the edge of my seat the entire time and you can hear the footsteps coming and you're like, I don't know whether they can get me or not. It is super intense. Like I, every time I leave, my hands or palms are sweaty. Um, so, so cool. The Founders Pack is out there. So it is a free-to-play game. They have introduced it with a Founders Pack right now. So you can pick it up for, I think it's 25 bucks Canadian. So probably 20 USD. You can buy a battle pass. It's got all those kind of trappings. I think in about two months from now is when they're actually releasing the free-to-play version where you don't need to buy any of those things. But yeah, it's super it, fun. In the US, it's cool. $20 to, to buy the yeah. soda pack. Uh, if you, I've got a video out from, from when I played it several months ago. Check it out, but I'd say Vigor is definitely worth uh, your time or look as well. Uh, the other game I'm going to mention right now is Cross Code. I have been talking about this game for about two weeks now. Embargo is finally up. I can talk about it. It's in the eShop right now. If you liked games like Chrono Cross, if you like games like Zelda, if you like JRPGs or RPGs or Final Fantasy 3 or Final Fantasy 6, um, if, if you like MMOs, this game is all of that blended together in this wonderful combination of a game. I absolutely adore CrossCode, and it is done in a 16-bit Super Nintendo art style. It is so, so cool. Um, and I'm not just gushing on it. You can check right now, like, Kotaku wrote, wrote some articles about it. Like, a lot of people are talking about, praising about it. There is some, it, it, is, it is like it is designed or built back in the early 90s but has 2020 modernization of gameplay. Like, fast travel is introduced almost off the start. So instantly, you can fast travel back and forth. There's some great um, dialogue trees that you're like, what was, what, sorry, what did they say? You can literally go back and say, like, scroll through the dialogue. Oh, there it is. That's what's going on. It's really cool. There's branching skill trees, um, lots of cool side quests, um, puzzles like Zelda puzzles and dungeons. It is super, super cool. Crosscode is would be my recommendation. Yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking about that because the the thing that's holding that's holding me back is it being in an MMO world. Does it play like an MMO plays? Because you know, I'm so I've so. Been... Here's yeah. So so the MMO world part of it is kind of weird. So your character is playing in an MMO, right? So what happens sometimes is there's like parties that come by and you're like okay hold on a second so there's just random there's lots of people in there and like your your party members have to come online for you to invite them into your party and they'll be like yeah i've been playing too long i'm out and then they leave and you're like ah my party disappeared but it doesn't feel weird um but like everyone else can leave the mmo but you can't so if, I'm like, if i'm you know burned out on mmos is the gameplay not so much MMO like? Is it more gameplay just is a, not the gameplay is not MMO like. It's the the it's environment the is an MMO. Yes, correct. Right. That's a better way. For yeah, I'm, I'm 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 thinking about checking this one out when I have the chance. Probably after 
uh, Paper Mario. Again, for context, for a person that you know is not a JRPG yeah, fan. Yeah, I was just going to say. Or an RPG not, fan. <laughs> you're not usually um, one for RPGs. This, this, this and is... And you say, what is this one called again? Cross, Cross Code. code. Okay. Check out the trailer. We do have... Um, yeah, the like a uh, Super Nintendo here is saying a game within a game. That's some Inception craziness. At times, my brain is like, "Wait, what's going on here?" Um, yeah, but it's kind of, very, very cool. Yeah, knowing that this, the the character is in an MMO, kind of think reminds me of like Sword Art Online. Yeah, I don't know if you know that. I'm the, loving the, the like sprite art in this too. Yeah, like, like I said, it, 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 yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is 16 bit Super Nintendo sprite art. Reminds mm. you at times of Chrono Trigger, of Final yeah, Fantasy VI, totally. Final Fantasy III, but has these trappings of what we expect RPGs nowadays to do and do well. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's just like modernization of an old classic. It's it's so cool. That's it is super yeah. cool. You got your yeah. hour and 23 minute video of your playthrough, your little yeah. play. Yeah, I have that up on, on YouTube, YouTube as well, channel. so you can check yeah. that out. Cool. Folks, that is what we have been playing. We're going to jump into some uh, community spotlight, will we? so because zach was coming on the show a lot of people put in from a patreon folks put in questions to zach we're going to tackle those in a couple seconds but we do have a kind of one general topic for everybody and then zach is basically be like the zach show for 20 minutes uh, this question comes from Mecha Dragon 101. Hello, dads. I hope you're doing well. It's Mecha Dragon again to bring you yet another question this week. You probably get asked this a lot, but do you have any advice or suggestions for running a YouTube channel or stream? Not talking about the equipment side of it, more or less, but what the do's and don'ts are when it comes to successfully running a Twitch and YouTube account. I hope that all makes sense and look forward to the podcast. I think it's interesting because I think we all have various degrees of experience in the YouTube uh, streaming kind of world in relation to it. So some do's and don'ts. Um, so Can I, I give a joke person's... answer first? Sorry? Can I yeah, a go joke for a joke answer, answer first, Justin. So if you're on Mixer, keep your shirt on? There you go. That's a great point. <laughs> I, I, also, also, joke's on you. You can't be on Mixer. Yeah. Right. Too soon? Too soon? I don't know. Maybe. Could be. Could be. Um those, uh, so what would be my suggestion? So here would be my thought. If you're thinking of like Twitch, and this is, and I say this because this is something we don't do really well. Um, so this is kind of a, you should do this. If you're wanting to be a content creator on a platform, actually, whether it's YouTube, Twitch, wherever you're going to go, create a regular schedule. So people know to make you part of their, to make you, to make you part of their routine, right? So what I mean by that is post a schedule. Hey, on Thursdays, I'm playing from 7 to 10 o'clock. And on Tuesdays, it is from 7 to 10 o'clock. Um, so that people have the ability to, if they want to come in and check it out, they know when you're going to be. It's not just a random pop-up. A lot of times, that's actually kind of what we do, which is kind of not great for our own growth, is we just say, like, yeah. cool, I've got an hour. I'm going to pop yeah, on and with, stream with, the game with, now. Again, it, that's easier for the people who that's their full-time job. Correct. Yeah. Whereof none of us qualify for that. And yeah. we're lucky we know what two hours we can play it a day if we even get that much time, much less schedule it in advance. Yeah, exactly. So I think, I think that's, that's definitely a, uh, a do. I think one of the other things that I would probably say is, is a bit of a do as well is when you get an opportunity, um, engage with your chat, engage with your folks on YouTube or Twitch. We try and do that here as much as we can as well, but also as a don't, don't get distracted by them. Right. Um, because that can, that can be a little bit of a pull away from it as well. Um, and the other thing I would say is, as a don't, 
don't get discouraged by the fact that nobody shows up. Yep. Even if it's one person there. You have a lot of experience with that. We should shut your mouth, Jesse. Um, <laughs> but you, you, I mean, it can be very discouraging, right? And it's, it's kind of like when an actor performs in an audience and there's nobody's there, right? It can, it's, it's hard, right? And very often the chat, the comments is what draws people in. It's the energy that helps to bring a streamer there. Um, so it, here's, here's the reality. You're not going to turn on Twitch and all of a sudden, like 700 people are going to be there watching you and waiting for you to play. Um, because I think that that's, that's reality. That's not the reality of it. Um, so you just kind of have to keep grinding at it. And the other thing I would say as well is when you do kind of get to be larger, not that we've reached this catalog yet. Um, but look for moderators, look for moderators in your chat to help kind of, you know, toss the trolls as they engage as well. Those would be kind of my do's and don'ts guys. What do you guys want to add? Um, I would add, uh, to not buy equipment. Um, and this is a weird one because I'm sitting here right now under two beautiful lights with a fairly decent camera and a mic and a double screen monitor PC. Um, because, uh, there's a terminology, all gear, no idea, which goes around a lot, right? And basically what happens is, is people think that they need the best of everything to get going. And you really don't because nobody's going to watch it to start with. And that, that's a reality that everyone faces is even the biggest individual person on youtube right now is pewdiepie uh he had records on a potato man yeah he he had hardly (laughs) any viewers for a very long time and even now his quality still isn't great people are going to be there for you not for anyone else Mm -hmm. um like i I, you know it's it's one of those things where you need to not spend as much money as you think you need to don't make it an obsession and do not look at numbers because mm-hmm. you just need to have fun. If you start looking at numbers and start chasing numbers, you'll get an ego uh, or it'll come crashing down at one point. And I think that's a great comment. The numbers part of it, Gary, beyond just like Twitch streaming, content creation in general, right? right. If you're if you're jumping the game to be a podcaster or or you're starting your own website, it sounds really crazy. Don't look at the numbers yeah. because the numbers will deflate you because you believe it should be higher all the time. And when it's not, it hurts. Right? The, and, the thing and, is, is yeah. any any content creation, any business really, any any sort of anything, the first year you've got to expect um, a loss. You've got to expect nobody to be turning up, nobody to be watching, no money to be made. Um, so just have fun. That's the biggest thing. Don't don't go out there and watch all these people on YouTube going, well, if you want to go from not subscribers to 10,000, all you got to do is leave a like on this video and blah, 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 blah. Don't watch those guys either because what they do is they they spill the same jargon that they all do across the board. And guess what? Most of them are wrong. You spend hours on your thumbnails. It doesn't really matter. If your content's not what people want to watch, they won't watch it. So just just go out and have fun. That's the only thing I'd say. Don't buy a lot of equipment. Just have fun. Don't don't take it too seriously because if you're aiming to do it as a job, it's it's ninety nine point nine percent not going to happen, right? It's it's the odd few that get really lucky that end up doing it as a job. Uh, and even Ninja, right? Everybody knows Ninja, the biggest Fortnite streamer. The, what made him happen was a, a random post on Instagram got picked up by Drake. Saw it. Drake played a game with him. Drake took his audience, put it onto Ninja. He got famous. It was one big damn lucky break. So just just have fun and don't expect to be famous. Don't expect loads of people to turn up. Good times. Just enjoy what it is. Zach, any thoughts from you as a 
former content creator and sometimes I guess still doing that? Well, yeah, I think, I think that like to, to, I think you really have to just be, don't forget that you are there. Like you are primarily an entertainer Mm. before anything else. Right. Like you're like, and I think that that so often it's like the, and so as far as like being, um, you know, be excited. I like, I, I, I love, you know, Gary saying like, have fun with it. Right. Like that is why you should be doing it. Like when we first started this show, it was just like, whatever, like we're just doing this cause we want to do it. Like, I don't like if people listen, cool, eventually we'll get there, but like it, we've got to have fun doing it. Otherwise if you're, we're not, we weren't even going to finish doing it in the first place. So yeah, I think just have fun and make the kind of content that you would like to watch and other people will find that. That's, that's really all I would really add to that. So nice. Yeah. yeah. Tim or Jess, anything that wasn't added you want to say? Uh, probably, this is something that might come across once once you've been at it a while. It's, it's something that we've come across. In fact, I came across it very recently. Um, if In the YouTube uh, content creator page, there's this thing called copyrights. If you click that, you'll see a list of other videos that it thinks is taking your content. Sometimes it is. And then you gives you a way to report it. Uh, you can, you can do, try to do it. You can do an instant takedown or you can give it a week notice to give them the chance to do it without being a copyright strike. I usually give them the week. And in the two or three cases I've done this, they, they let their week expire and still got the strike. So it's on them for screwing that one up. And another one that just recently came up. And I thought I laughed when I saw oh Game Explains looking using a video. What's going on with that? What it, what that was was we did a live stream of a Nintendo Direct four years ago, and other channels who then and and, and the video was only in a small corner. Most of it was our faces, but then about fifteen other channels, including Game Explain, who had the video either full screen or part of it was flagged as they're using some of our video. So those, I just said, okay, ignore, 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 because they're not using our content. We're both using the same shared Nintendo content. So, but, you know, just so, just because you see stuff there doesn't mean that really someone is being nefarious, but sometimes it does. So kind of keep an eye out on that. Cool. Great. Tim, anything? Um, so I'm probably the newest out of all you guys doing this kind of stuff. So the only thing I could say is, is don't stress over anything. Like Gary said, have fun. And cause there was a point where I was starting to stress over it. It's like you start getting some compliments and you, you feel like you're doing well and you get those compliments and you're like, okay, I got to do better. I got to do even better. I got to do it better than I did the last time. Get more compliments. I got to do better. So you start stressing a little bit about that. So I would say, don't stress, just have fun with it. Be you and do it. If people start liking what you're doing, just continue doing what you're doing. Have fun and enjoy it. A hundred percent agree. hundred percent. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully that helps Mega Dragon. Uh, the next series of questions are for Zach uh, from Patreon. So as again, we'd mentioned before, uh, Zach was joining us and to get, so get just left. <laughs> 
turns off his webcam. He's like, nope, I'm not. I'm out. I'm out. Um, but uh, they're excited to be here. So, uh, Zach, these are for you. Uh, cool. Mark Ham asks, hey, how has your practice been? As I understand it, you stopped being regular on the podcast due to taking out a job in the psych field. What is it exactly that you do in an average day? And what is your most memorable experience since beginning that work? Yeah, I guess, and I guess we could probably Ooh. say if you're able to even speak to that, Zach. Well, I mean, I can speak in generalities. I can't, like, the last question, I can't, I, I don't know if I could necessarily, I, I could, yeah, I can speak in generalities. So I am, uh, I'm a psychologist. So basically, um, yeah, I'm, like, I'm a therapist, is what I am. So I, so people come and talk to me about all sorts of stuff, right? And uh, we have a very specific approach to therapy um, where I work here at Shift, um, and and yeah. So we and I. So I guess basically what I do is so I I'm a therapist. I also am involved. I'm I'm getting actually more involved in like the management of the company here. Um, I'm involved in marketing. So I do like some. I, I'm involved in the, the podcast that we do here. Um, I'm involved in what's known as quality assurance. So basically making sure that other psychologists are doing what they um, are hired to do. And uh, yeah, and I'm a therapist. So I, so I, uh, I talk to people about, you know, all the terrible things in life that have happened and help them feel better about it and try and problem solve stuff in their life. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Is that like does that answer the? I feel like that is. Of course, it's pretty straight. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Forward, but uh, but how, yeah, no, how, it's going really well. I really enjoy it. How how has well. self isolation and COVID kind of impacted that, Zach? Uh, so I so it's actually it's funny because a lot of so working for I work for essentially a company that uh, as an employee, and so I I was not nearly as like I was still very drastically affected. Like I all. All of my appointments went from in-person to online. Just this week, we've started to see some people in person again, but wearing a mask, which is not great. Um, but I mean, for some people, that's better than doing it over video. So, uh, so it's... Especially since it hides uh, some of the you know, you, facial totally. tics that you might notice and yeah. wouldn't see. I find I'm more of a hand talker when, when I'm... <laughs> I'm more of a hand talker when I'm doing that now. Uh but I, uh, yeah, but I mean, like, it, so like some psychologists, it was like, oh, okay, I'm not allowed to see people in person anymore. Shoot. Uh, what do I even do? Whereas like my, like the management to shift here, it was just like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's a laptop. They literally like handed me a laptop and said, here's a laptop. Here's all the logins you're going to need. We've already contacted all of your clients and let them know how to get onto this online thing. And like, they set me up. It was awesome. But like there are a lot of people who who really had to scramble. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been it, it initially was it was a little bit of a challenge. But now it's I would say the biggest challenge is that I don't have to get up and walk to the entrance to get my next client anymore. So I literally could just be I could sit in the same spot for like six hours and be like, oh, I should probably move, right? But I mean, it's been very uh, it's been it's been very interesting to. <laughs> Do you, have you been doing it from your home or you've been going doing it in your office no, just no, without no. the people? Yeah, no, I, uh, I, 
I think there are other psychologists who work here who who did do it in person or who did start working from home. But I have like four kids at home now, and it's just like a zoo. And I basically <laughs> told my boss, like, listen, like I so like for like there are some days where I'm literally the only person in this building, um, and I just told told my boss, I'm like, look, if I get COVID, I'm still coming here because I'm going to be able to work here. No one else is here, anyways. I'll sanitize it on my way out, like. Like, which, which is like they they've been really good, and um, it's it's basically been an extension of my home, more or less. Like that's about as much outside of the house stuff as I've been doing. So, very cool. So yeah, excellent. Uh, Zach, next question comes from John Blanco. John says, "Hey Zach, welcome back. We missed you. My question is." All Jesse plays is Pit Cross and Dragon Quest games. Psychologically, what does that tell you about him? And can he be saved? <laughs> oh gosh, how seriously do I take this question? Uh, <laughs> uh, An- uh, not serious enough that you bill us for your hours. All right, how's that no, sound? No, I, I like, no, I like, it's, I like that one. I'll, uh, I'll. It, it is a. It, it's. He has a strong, uh, a strong inclination for for nostalgia and old man games. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like what I like. Can he be saved? Is the ultimate question. Well, I don't think he needs to be. I think that this is this for him. This is being saved. Nice. This is. <laughs> yeah, as I've said before, uh, Picross is mental relaxation for me. If if I'm stressed, that's my cool down. Totally. Yeah. Well, there's something very, there's, I mean, without getting too much into it, like pit cross is, yeah, like there's, there's a lot of, uh, it's like very meditative almost. Oh, and, yeah. and really even like, like old games that you're familiar with, right? Like there's an entire thing in there of like something that is familiar is, uh, can be very therapeutic. Yeah. The, last, the last road trip when we went to Pennsylvania a few years ago. If I didn't have the Picross games in my 3DS, I probably literally would have flipped. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Okay. Uh, next question from comes from, uh, looks like Chan Benoit and says, I think it's probably Ed- Chad, but that's my... Chad? Oh, okay. That's gotcha. my, my, I thought so, my, too. My, I was like, maybe my, I read that wrong. My typing is awful, apparently. Has Animal Crossing New Horizons came up while working with anyone? My therapist had never heard of Animal Crossing's and a few person, people have mentioned it. It's my escape on rough days. By the way, we miss you. Hope things are well. But Justin doesn't miss you. He still thinks you're a jerk. That's fair. <laughs> um, actually, it's, like, as you're reading this question, I'm like, I'm laughing because absolutely it's come up. It's come up with a lot of a lot of people have actually talked about how it's just been this like nice get away from things, relax. Like I think for a lot of people, there was a lot of not be like a lot of this whole situation has been just there's a lot of lack of control in things right and just like okay well how do i relax and escape and there's so many unknowns and oh but i can just go and talk to to nate and yes he's wearing an apple dress but that's okay like this is just a nice relax you know i'm gonna go and get you know, harvest my fruit. And, uh, in fact, I've actually suggested it to a couple of people who mm. I knew were gamers and, uh, and they're like, yeah, you know what? I've been thinking about that because it's, it's something that, that is, again, it's a de-stressor. It's something that is, um, it's just relaxing. 
you know? And so, I, yeah. I wonder if also there's a part of that as well, the routineness of it. Do you know what I mean? Especially as I think of like March and April and May and COVID of this like, no, I get up and I, you know, I get dressed and do my thing. And then I go to Animal Crossing and then I'm going to go do these five events in Animal Crossing and create structure and routine and rigor. And I think that idea of control, right? I think that's a very important thing. We talked, we've talked about that several times in this show. Probably one of the reasons why it's so successful was because of in a time that I, that we feel we have no control over anything. I can control this very small thing and make it peaceful and make it exactly yep. how I want it to be and 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 have that like a, a pure escapism, right? In a, in yep. an ideal in an ideal place, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're literally yeah. Well, and especially with this one, right? Like everything is in your control. Hey, you want to like rearrange the entire island? You want to you want to go over here and you want to make this certain thing? Like yeah, do it and and uh, yeah, and it's it's just. It's just simple enough. Like, I, I also wonder if there's a certain level of, like, like I, I don't mean this in, like, a cynical way, but, like, this, like, illusion of social connection with your villagers. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss people, but there's that chicken down the road that I can go and talk to. And, yeah, maybe about three out of four times she says something she's already said before. But every once in a while she surprises me and makes me laugh, right? Like, there's a lot of that sort of. Uh, just a little bit of that connection, which I think it it uh, does pretty good with. So that's cool. Very cool. Uh, by the way, his comments, uh, Chad's comment by the end was, "By the way, we miss you. Hope things are well." I added the, but Justin doesn't because he's a jerk kind of thing. So just as the, mm-hmm. I don't want to throw Chad under the bus. You know what I'm saying? Like that was my comment. That's okay. Hey, uh, Mike. Michael says, "Hey, hey, hey. How you, how you doing?" How are you getting? How are you getting any work done at home with four or more? I don't know. Busy, um, uh, four or more. Uh, oh, I don't know how busy you've been during COVID. Okay, there we go. Okay, I was like, I read that wrong. There was a yeah. Okay, uh, kids. I feel like the last I, time on, we, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I think the last time you were on, you were talking that that was not possible anymore. Yes. Yeah, um, the bridge is out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the commentary there is, uh, I have a single nine month old and I feel like my entire day just flies away. So I guess, I guess how are Michael's question is, how are you surviving with four, four children in your, in your life? Uh, so I would say that's why I still come to the office is the first one. So if I had to work at home, like work at home, I wouldn't, um, I, I would say as far as actually getting anything done that I want to do, it's, uh, it's tag team with my wife right like we're like hey i need to go do this can you watch all four of them and then i will watch all four of them and you go and do something that you want to do that's super important for us um in fact i feel like that has almost not entirely but that is almost there's part of that that is almost replaced what used to be date nights is now i will take all four and you go do something with nobody and like every once in a while we'll have dates and we'll connect and stuff like that but sanity sanity maintaining things is pretty important um but yeah i mean i think that and then just like evenings you know i actually you know it's funny because i don't know if anybody else here has had this but but staying home with my like having my kids stay home all the time i feel like this has actually been really valuable like i feel like i actually kind of got to know my kids over the past few months right like in a way that otherwise like because everything was so busy um, this has been a time that is that I actually am like, oh well, you know what? Let's sit down and hang out, and like we, like I will sit and watch, um, you know, I'll like play D and D with my son, or I'll 
for some reason, the thing that me and my daughter connect with is we'll just sit and watch fail videos on YouTube. And like, <laughs> both of us are dying laughing. She's like, dad, can we watch more fail videos? Right. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, those are the kinds of things that, uh, um, that honestly, it's, you just kind of get used to it. I don't know. Just like floating downstream. So just as long cool. as you don't put on episodes of our podcast. <laughs> no, I, yeah, well, for a fail video. No, yeah, yeah, for a fail video. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's a train wreck. I don't know. No, it's good. Yeah, great question for Michael. And obviously, Michael, congratulations on the nine month old. Uh, we have all been in those yeah. pains. We know what that's like. You just feel like you're putting your head above water. Uh, good news, it gets better, and then you get dunked again. So just when yeah. you've got enough breath, you'll go back underwater. Good luck to you. Yeah. Remember yeah. when I said that all, all my kids were out? We, we we have a kid back. Oh, no. Oh, she, no. She had – the oldest one had some rough times, and uh, so she's she's home again. We're helping her get back on on her feet financially, and then when she's able to get on her, or, uh, get on her own again, then – We'll give her the push, but for now she's she's home again. Sure, yeah. Uh, final question. I think uh, this is coming from Jesus, and I think Zach, you probably covered a lot of it, but we'll just if there's anything here that hasn't been touched, yeah. it gives you an opportunity. Uh, Zach, it'll be great to have you back as a family. Last year on, you had just had a little one. Uh, you've just had we've just had our own little girl. She's fixed to be nine months old. So I'm six. definitely a sorry six months old. Definitely fixed to be a Nintendo dad. How's work for you? Um, how's work for what you studying studying go for going? Uh, I know that not a lot of people work right now in that they study for, but how has it been working for you? What games have you been playing, if any? Um, I know that you might have uh, as much time to play as you would like. I hardly do, but I w- it would be good to hear uh, from you as well. See you on the show. Oh, you didn't finish the rest of it. Justin, bring the shirt removal action. <laughs> I, I you did. Yeah. So now you can read the notes. Now you can read them, and I'm reading you the question. You could have just read the no, question. That's good. No, you're good. Um, uh, yeah. Go no. Ahead. Yeah. So I, I feel like I answered a lot of that already. But things yeah. are going really good. I'm. Uh, I'm uh, excited. Yeah. It's it's been uh, it's been fun. It's busy. Like I, I feel like I'm always busy, but that's but like in a good way. Like I, especially lately, like being busy with work is not something to complain about for sure. Um, so that's, yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. It's been good. It's, uh, I, I do not get as much time to play games as I used to, but I feel like, um, also, uh, it's, it's nice to be able to, like, I still, I, I find that when I, and I don't know if you guys have, been like this but i find that the busier i am the more i'm like i'm the more i just kind of have my go-tos right like like animal crossing or pokemon or like the pokemon game that came out um kind of chugging through that or uh like actually star wars pod racer is a good one for that like a little like jump in do a race be done um i did buy i actually my wife got me for my birthday um she bought me a projector and so like we've got it set up in our bedroom of all places and with like my second dock in the projector so i'm like all right pod pod racing time uh you know whatever it is it's cool so uh i've been wanting to get like a big a big thing to like put it outside and like put it in the backyard to watch a movie or something like that but i haven't 
I have yet to uh, rig up some sort of like outdoor TV screen. That, but that's that's the plan. And we, uh, also, our we also got a projector. We also you? got a projector, and we're putting it against the side of our garage. The projector. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've got we've got like windows on the back. We've got like a very long, like narrow yard, and so like it's gonna have to be in the backyard. But the windows are in the backyard, so I'm gonna have to like. It came with a screen. I just need to come up with some sort of like frame for the screen, basically for outside. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's super fun too. So, yeah, yeah, it's been. I don't know. It's been good. Yeah, we we have a projector too, and I remember like the the going back to that Pennsylvania trip I talked about earlier. I it was shortly after that Donkey Kong arcade arcade arcades game came out, so I set it up and put it in Tate mode on a projector. So I'm playing Donkey Kong on like a seven foot screen. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm. I like it. Wicked. Uh, great questions from uh, the folks over at Patreon, um, and I think without a doubt, uh, Zach, people are happy to have you back for an episode. Uh, great to great to reconnect. Um, I think yeah, the community man. misses you, and, and uh, yeah, that's great. All that's right, fun. folks, before this ends up being a three-hour podcast, which is getting mighty close to being, uh, we will, uh, we, I think is a now is a great time to wrap it up here. Uh, so, Jesse, let's start, I guess, you in that closing music. Uh, huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, David Ernsberg, Sean Abbott, and Antonio Contreras. Let me also say this before I move on. Huge, huge thank you to everyone who is supporting us over on Twitch, whether it's your Twitch Prime subs, you've subbed to YouTube, you're helping and promoting and retweeting us, you're over on Patreon. Thank you so much for all of the continued support you provide us. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you're interested, you can head over to our website, and it is uh, nintendodads.org, and you can find our latest YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episodes, uh, links to our Patreon stuff. And if you want Nintendo Dads merch, you can still purchase that. Do you guys have a well. website? We have a website. We, a lot has what? changed, buddy. You should probably check it out. Uh, you can also find us in we, all we, kinds of places. We've had it for like a year. Patreon, we had to pay for Twitch, it. We've had to pay for it. Instagram, YouTube. Type in Nintendo Dads, and you can pretty much find us anywhere. Of course, if you have an email or you want to email something, send us over to nintendodads at gmail.com. We can still take voicemail. Call us at 92925NDADS or 92926 Big thanks to OC Remix for the music you've heard through the show. And of course, you can download us on your favorite podcast capture of choice like CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And while you're there, hey, four or five star reviews, we'll take those. Threes, twos, or ones, head over to the Cup of Joe podcast and give them that. Because that is not us, and I don't care who that is. <laughs> for myself, <laughs> for Jesse, for Tim, for Gary. And for an OG Zach Erickson, be well, take care of each other, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Later. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. That was that was a that was a blast from the past with my friggin' son that long ago. Weird. <laughs>